This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, millennials and Zoomers. Welcome to another digital citizen, because that's what we are now. Do you know that? Uh, yeah, I thought I was a Republican up until this week, uh, <laughs> and it turns out I'm not anymore. It's really been confusing uh, couple of weeks. My identity crisis has uh, gotten a little crazy. Yeah, we switch more identities than Caitlyn Jenner. I'm, I'm a sexist you there? Republican Zoomer Russian asset now. It's so confusing. <laughs> We're so many things. Hey, it's another digital citizen episode two hundred and thirteen. Nothing special about that, but you can share the podcast because why wouldn't you share the podcast you're listening right now? Because sharing is caring. Guess what, Luke? What? It's uh, Christmas soda season. Oh yeah, Christmas soda time in Norway. Okay. Yeah. So you got a Christmas soda, I'm assuming. I have a Christmas soda. You remember Hamar and Lillehammer Brigri, don't you? Of course. I remember it every yes. day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we will. Uh, you remember the brown Christmas soda. <laughs> okay. We will open yeah, yeah. it. I mean, for anybody new here, Norway has a mm-hmm. tradition of Christmas sodas, and all the different parts of Norway make their own, and then they compete for the best Christmas soda. So we do this every mm-hmm. year. It's a yearly thing. It would do. Okay. Whoa, there's a lot of carbonation in this. This is one and a half liter. Whoa, oh my gosh. By the way. Yeah. I can hear that carbonation. <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, it looks very brown. Uh, okay. It looks exactly like it uh, did last year. Uh, let's taste it. Or let's smell it first, maybe. Mm. Oh, it smells very. Um, Natural. Um, I I was not very uh, fond of last year's from the same brewery. Okay. Uh, this is my lo- local bro- brewery. Right. Uh, and w- one that I, I I like the most. Okay. Let's let's take a sip. Um, ooh. Wow. That's a lot of taste. So everybody at home, go ahead and sip your Norwegian soda along with Fro. <laughs> because that's what, what you do. Yeah. Uh, Sit around a nice fire. Very, yeah. 
there's a very strong raspberry taste um, because that's what we want in our Christmas soda for some uh, reason. Okay. Um, I think this year's is a little more on the sour side than last year's. Sour? Um, okay, I like sour soda. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think it it has more lemon aftertaste of it. That would so be it sour, me, yeah. Yeah, so it makes me a little more um, uh, moist in the mouth when I drink it. Wow, don't say that. Because... Moist in the mouth, <laughs> what? <laughs> moist, moist, moist in the mouth. Yeah, it makes me like, it, it makes me a little like, oh, I want to take another sip because it's kind of like, it's it's enticing. It, it, it makes me want to drink more. Okay. Uh, mm. And it smells natural. Does it taste natural? Mm-hmm. It smells... Uh, I will say that it tastes better than it smells. Last year, I think uh, I said it smells better than it tastes. So I'm happy that they have gotten... Uh, it, it's It's... Definitely an improvement of last year's. I will give this 9 out of 10. Okay. 9 out of 10. Wow. All right. Yeah. Hopefully you can find another one for next week. Oh, yeah. I've uh, bought more. Look. Okay, good. (laughs) Awesome. I I bought five today. I bought five different Christmas sodas today. Good. I was like, ah, I'm in the store. They are here. <laughs> I can buy them. Did they just have an aisle know. during this time of year in the store where it's just all Christmas sodas from all these different places? They, they actually do, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I also bought myself a Christmas chocolate calendar for December. Uh, I bought myself a Smarties one this year. Okay, so um, probably not chocolate. It's probably Smarties, right? Well, that's chocolate inside. Oh, really? Okay. Smarties here are not chocolate. Smarties here are like uh, a chalky kind of um, fruit-type candy, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Smarties here is is, is chocolate. Yeah. That's so strange. Hmm. What we learn? Mm-hmm. Two, two different countries. Hey, remember last week when I said, uh, I think we will say, oh my gosh, about something about Brexit this week? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I don't remember that. I predicted that we would, would say, oh my gosh, about something in in uh, to do with Brexit, and oh my gosh, there's something about Brexit. Can you take me through this? Luke? See, that's not the prediction I remember from last week. The prediction I remember you having from last week is a little bit of a different prediction. But maybe we'll get into this first. Uh, mm-hmm. Nigel Farage says has said he will not stand uh, as an MP in, in the upcoming uh, British election. The Brexit leader, who has said he will field 600 candidates in seats across the UK told Sky News he believed his cause was better served by traveling around the country. Uh, mm. Right, I think your prediction last week, Fro, was the Brexit party was going to take over the <laughs> House and yeah. that uh, Nigel Farage was going to become the Prime Farage Minister. Prime Minister, yes. 
Talk about the quickest the turnaround of a <laughs> prediction I've ever seen. Because this happened on, what, like, Friday? And we did the show on Wednesday. Yep. It was like, he listened to it and went, wow, maybe Luke was right. I just got to get out of this race. <laughs> yeah, I was... I I couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> and so quickly. It wasn't necessarily that you were... It, how crazy wrong you were. It was that it happened so fast, yeah. like... In two days, it was like all of a sudden. Uh, I didn't see it coming, to be honest. I did not see this coming. No. Uh, no. Mr. Farage uh, has been unsuccessful in each, each of his seven attempts to run for par. Uh, whoa. Oops. Soda. Sorry. Uh, an attempt to run for parliament <laughs> as a UKIP candidate in the past. So he's already run many well. times and never uh, had any luck. So. Uh, well, that's a that's a truth with uh, some some uh, things because he wasn't elected to the EU government. Uh, right. I'm just saying he he ran for prime minister in the past, right? Uh, right. And so right. he never had oh, any yes. luck with that, right? Exactly. Um, right. Responding Conservative Parliament Party Chairman James Cleverly said Nigel Farage has already admitted. That a vote for Brexit party is, risks letting Corbyn through the back door, creating another gridlock uh, in Parliament that yep. doesn't work. So th this is yep. a move by them to try to uh, to undermine Corbyn, kind of? Like, the conservative side yeah. realizes that if they split the vote between Johnson and Farage, that Corbyn is... It, well, nobody's going to go over to them that is already going to vote for Corbyn. Corbyn's not going to split no. his base. They're going to split their base, and Corbyn's going to win. So uh, right. this is a, definitely a political move more than anything else. Uh, talking about Corbyn, I saw a very, very funny video. I, I, <laughs> I laughed very, very much about it. I, I sent you it. It's a very short video from The Sun where somebody gets his autograph, uh, on a new uh, piece of paper, and the piece of paper <laughs> contains like I support ISIS. <laughs> I don't think that's and actually it was, what it said. It said something uh, to the effect of uh, "I'm anti-Semitic," and I'm uh, right. And I think it said something about supported by Iran. It didn't actually. I don't. Right. I didn't think it said anything about ISIS. And he, the kid. It was a young kid, so it was obviously just a you know, a prank from a, like yeah, a yeah. high school kid or whatever, but he folded it up it in maybe fourths or maybe even eighths or whatever. Right. So, and right. Corbin's just signing autographs. There's a circle of people. He signs multiple <laughs> autographs. The kid hands him the paper. Right. He signs it. And so on, and then the kid unfolds it and is standing there and it was very quick and very fast, but, uh, you know, yeah. kind of a funny high school prank. Uh, yeah. but yeah, hey. I mean, as far as Farage hey. dropping out, uh, he's not the only person to drop out of certain things. Uh, <laughs> no, Aww. better O'Rourke oh, this can, week in America. Can, yeah, my, my candidate, I was just going to say that. Oh, I'm so sorry to lose him. <laughs> Said nobody. Uh, former Texas, uh, Republican, uh, a representative, not Republican, it's a Fjordian slip right there, uh, better work announced Friday that he will no longer seek the Democratic, Democratic Party's presidential nomination. Uh, better work. Uh, Republican. I mean, he's, 
look at look at the guy. He's from Texas. I mean, seriously, he looks like a Republican. Uh, though it is difficult to accept, it is clear to me now that this campaign does not have the means to move forward successfully. He said uh, in a post. Oh. <coughs> right. Um, yeah. And so he's uh, out. What do you think about this? Yeah. Uh, I think it's very good. Uh, I saw extremely much news around Kamala Harris uh, also uh, closing uh, out some offices in in uh, around uh, the country so it looks like she's going to be the, the next one they're well, they're I denying will, will... I've heard I've seen that they came out of Kamala Harris's people they came out and said uh, we're just shifting resources don't don't make make it seem like we're shutting our campaign down but they're like firing people campaign staff and stuff right. so they are partially shutting some of their stuff down in very key states as well and then today yeah. this morning fro i'm seeing uh something from our f- favorite amy klobuchar apparently she people found a website of her ministry in the past fro apparently Ooh. she was a min- involved in some kind of ministry which was anti-gay and uh anti-Halloween in the sense that they said dressing up... One of their pamphlets of this ministry said dressing up in Halloween costumes will invite demons and devils into your soul. That's Amy Klobuchar. Do I do I smell a new uh, main topic? I mean, we can go... Yeah, I'll look into it. I just found out about it this morning, and this is kind of mm. just happening now with Amy Klo- Klobuchar, so... Amy Klobuchar, uh, I can see maybe dropping out soon as well as uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, Assange is uh, not having the time of his life to say it uh, mildly. Uh, go through that a little. Right, this is just a follow-up to something we've been covering this for a while now, and we've actually talked about the same independent UN expert. Uh, treatment of WikiLeaks' Julian Assange, who is facing a threat of extra- extradition from the Britain to the US, is putting uh, is putting his his life at risk an independent UN rights expert said on Friday, unless the UK urgently changes course and elevates his inhumane situation, Mr. Assange continues exposure to uh, arbitrariness and abuse and may soon, and this may soon end up costing him his life. Sorry. The UN's special Mm. rapporteur on torture and other cruel, inhumane and degrading treatment, not Nils Melzer, said in a statement. Um, the independent mm-hmm. expert who does not speak on behalf of the United Nations uh, hasn't met with Assange since uh, May 9th. Uh, but he told AFP in an email that his growing concern was based on newly new medical relevant information uh, received from several reliable sources. Right. So uh, if this is the same UN people coming out and saying this is cruel and unusual punishment. And this, I want to say, is the third or maybe even fourth time they've come out and said this to the mm. UK, and the UK has not done anything to correct the situation? Um, before we... Well, I think Donald Trump would like to talk to Julian Assange, but I think Donald Trump would really like <laughs> to talk to that fucking whistleblower as well. Because, holy shit, he has talked about nothing else but that this week. Uh, but uh, House of Representatives to vote to progress Donald Trump's impeachment inquiry in historic moment. 
the U.S. House of Representatives has uh, voted to move forward its impeachment inquiry into Donald Trump, putting a congressional stamp on history bids to remove him from office. It will never fucking happen because there's too many Republicans that loves him. <laughs> the House, where the Democrats hold the majority, voted uh, 232 to 196 on a resolution that spelled out the process of how to impeach uh, inquiry will progress. It's the first time in 21st, uh, 21 years that the House has backed the impeachment inquiry, something uh, that only three other uh, U.S. presidents has faced in history. I think I can name them. Let me guess. <coughs> was one of them called Nixon? Uh, was the other one called Clinton? Who's the third one? A long time ago. I don't remember. Taft or something? Like, uh, insanely long time ago. I'd have to look it up, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, the vote split down party lines. Uh, Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Okay. Uh, the vote split down party lines with every Republican <coughs> opposing the resolution and all but two Democrats voting for it. So there were two Democrats that voted against it? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Um, not really. Um, there's these things that are called blue dog Democrats, which are basically just Republicans in Democratic clothing, so... <laughs> So, so you're talking about us, right? <laughs> yes, us. Yeah. It, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have. We have. We're nothing but the blue dog yelling out the time. Um. Yeah. So, what do you think about this, Luke? Uh, right, we'll see what happens out of this whole thing. I, I'm. Th it's just opening up now, and and it's you know it's a it it's worth covering because they've actually opened up the inquiry where before the whole story was uh, they were talking about it and uh, working on a way to open it. Now this is official. Uh, we're moving into an impeachment phase. So this is this is really happening. Uh, what will come out of it because the Senate is controlled by Republicans and everything else? Um, nothing. We're not... Well, yeah. The same thing that happened with Bill Clinton, basically, which was nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, Jesus Christ. I miss Clinton. I miss... I, I was thinking about it because I was watching something on HBO that I haven't watched in uh, forever. It, it fits in that I, I talk about it here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you saw this special when it came out. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you remember when uh, 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 they did this uh, Will Ferrell uh, uh, Bush impression, and he had a, um, a good buying thing on HBO called You're Welcome America, Final Night with George W. Bush. No, I don't. Did you, did you ever see that special? It was fucking funny. I watched it this week, and I was like, hmm. Ah, oh, I miss Bush. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, 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 I would rather have more Bush than Trump. 
I, I, so we can go back into war and have people being tortured and, uh, we don't have, have that now to a degree. Yes. But we don't actually have a physical, like Iraq war happening. We have multiple little skirmish wars happening, which is not really unusual for America, but I don't know. I, I think it's I, either one is bad to me. I don't comp- Saying that Bush is now good because Trump is bad is not. Oh, no, I, I did not say equally was bad. Good. Well, what you said I was I would. What you good. said I is I want, I want. I want. I miss him. Basically, saying I would rather have Bush back is what you're saying, and I'm saying that's 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 silly. Mm. Maybe you don't remember well, uh, when Bush was in office, but uh, it wasn't great. And I then we it. had the financial collapse right after that. Uh, probably caused by Bush and his policies and everything else. Well, Dick Cheney and everything. So, yeah. I'd say no to the Bush idea. Thank you very much. Maybe it's Rice. I, I miss the most. She was so funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, talk about uh, weird stuff process. Uh, new Russian law gives government sweeping power over internet. This is a good thing, isn't it, Luke? No. I have no idea. Uh, the Russian law has taken effect that, in theory, would allow Russian government to cut the country's internet from the rest of the world. The sovereign internet Yay. law, as government calls it, greatly enhances the K- Kremlin's control over the web. Uh, it was passed earlier this year and allows Russian government to cut off the internet completely uh, or from traffic outside Russia in an emergency, as BBC mm-hmm. has reported. But some of the applications could be more subtle, like the ability to block a single post. It requires internet service providers to install software that can track, filter, and reroute internet track traffic. Uh, Human right, White, Rights Watch stated, uh, "Such technology allows state telecommunications watchdog to independently and extrajudiciously block access to content that the government deems a threat." So. China, China yeah, internet. So, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna go to say that. So they looked at China and they said, "Huh, that's a good idea." <laughs> that's more or less what they did. Oh, and yeah, and we're not far behind here in America. It seems like we're moving towards that <laughs> slowly but surely. I mean, I think we're there's already things being silently um, kind of. Uh, taken out of circulation on the internet here in America, but it's just not being put out as a giant bill saying, you know, this or that. And we're being tracked by the NSA. We all know that from Edward Snowden. So, I mean, it's not too much different here already. It's just, and I'm pretty sure there is a way to shut the internet off here in America if they wanted to. Uh, More than likely, you know what I mean? Some kind of just shut the internet off type switch. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty wild though that they're passing a law just right out in the open that says hey we can just shut ourselves off from the rest of the world kind of i mean what they're kind of comparing it to is a digital type of iron curtain like uh in in the cold war type iron curtain sense i don't know what do you think about that I remember when I had to read 1984 by George Orwell in high school and thinking, huh, this is a weird novel about something that never never will happen. 
And then I look at news like this and I think, hmm, maybe it was that fucking wrong. Yeah, you know who the, like, spies were in that book? You remember who, like, the most uh, dedicated spies were? I, it's fucking long since I read that book. No, I don't. Uh, women. Women were... Women, yeah. Convinced okay, yeah. into being, like, the ultimate spies for the, for the state and... Uh, the, that's one of the reasons. Actually, there was a while there where 1984, uh, during like the Me Too movement, people were calling it sexist mm. because uh, <laughs> yeah. women were portrayed That's in that right. in that book in that way. Um, yeah. Do you think well, uh, there's more women or men on TikTok? That's what I was about. That's why I was trying to transition. I was going to go. Speaking of uh, women and young ladies, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I would say TikTok is probably. You know, some of the content creators on TikTok are boys, but I'd say all those boys are being followed by girls or ladies or young women, yeah. right? So I'd yeah. say there's a lot of I, them. I and, would say that as well. And they could be in some serious trouble because the U.S. is opening a national security investigation into TikTok. Uh, the U.S. Mm. government has launched a national security review of TikTok uh, owner, Beijing ByteDance Technology. ByteDance, I like that. <laughs> That's a fantastic company name. Yeah. Uh, which bought uh, the U.S. social media app for $1 billion. Uh, they bought Musical.ly, obviously, and turned it into TikTok. According to right. three per people familiar with the matter, while the $1 billion acquisition was completed two years ago, U.S. lawmakers have been calling in recent weeks for a national security probe into TikTok, concerned the Chinese company may be censoring political sensitive content and raising questions about how it stores personal data. And what is our TikTok account uh, look? Oh, we don't have a TikTok account. I've oh. been, I'm not into the TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if you've been on the, on the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the closest I've been uh, is seeing TikTok compilations on YouTube. That's the closest I've been. Yeah, uh, TikTok came. Uh, I think TikTok came out right after I got the ban of being on social medias. <laughs> oh right. Or or the, or, or the fad of being on TikTok uh, at least came came out after. I I I I got told that I shouldn't be on social media, so I I I never I never looked into it. I've seen a lot of TikTok videos because, of course, I've watched PewDiePie and things like that. So it says here TikTok has been growing more popular among U.S. teenagers at a at a time of growing ten tension between Washington and Beijing. Uh, about sixty percent of TikTok's two point six oh twenty six point five million monthly active users in the United States are between the ages of 16 and 24. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, they're young young people on TikTok there from. Yeah, and you can see Beck Barker uh, selling his soul on TikTok, if you want to see that. That's very, very fun. Who? <laughs> Brett Barker? Oh, no, he, he's on a Chinese app that's like a Musical.ly-type TikTok app. But it's a Chinese. Oh, it's like I, a whole different. But it is. It's like the same kind of app. But China has like all their own. Like they have a, a YouTube that's not YouTube, and a TikTok that's not TikTok, and a Facebook that's not Facebook. Oh. You know, China has their own 
uh, things, kind of. So he's on something like it in China, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, look, uh, you remember when people say the B word. Uh, when I say the B word, you think of something that begins with B and ends with itch, don't you? Uh, sure. I guess so. You're right. That's I would never word say the my B word, because that's not really a cuss word to me, but all right. I guess it yeah, could be in, said in what context you use it, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Well, if I if I said it to my wife or her girlfriend, I right, I guess so. she wouldn't be very happy to call somebody uh, a B word. Uh, but, but if yeah, Fro, was, we, Fro was being we, afraid of a spider, I could go, hey, Fro, stop being a little bitch, and, and that wouldn't be offensive. <laughs> right. Why are you always bringing up the spider thing? <laughs> <laughs> for new for new listeners, I'm deadly afraid of, afraid of spiders. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but yeah, we've gotten a new B word that we're not allowed to say, uh, and it's um, oh my god, uh, I'm I'm going to say it. Look, okay, okay, you can bleep, uh, you we, can bleep it. We if might you have want. to bleep it. Yep. It's, yeah, boomer. Oh, Oh, that was hard for me because uh, conservative uh, radios compared boomer to the N-word because that's totally the same thing. Right. Apparently, uh, it's ageist. So we're ageist now as well, Fro. Uh, that's mm -hmm. another whole. We're also ageist as well as Republican. Uh, Russian, sexist, um, millennials, <laughs> Zoomer. Oh my gosh, it's getting. This is getting really tough yep. to know what I am. Um, radio host uh, Bob Lonsberry, uh, an Army veteran and church-going member of the NRA, took offense to mm. the use of the word "boomer." The classification oh, no. indeed has been popping up more lately thanks to the emergence of "OK Boomer," which has been a meme. Uh, dismissing out of touch older the out of touch older generation, and then mm -hmm. uh, right we should go in. This is kind of the background of what how this guy came around to say. It, this is the craziest part. Last week we were watching another digital review and we were watching the movie from last week, whatever it was, the horror movie about how cell phones are evil. And I was right. like, wow, this is straight up a boomer movie, and that was just a joke, <laughs> offhanded joke. And in, in one right. week, this has gone fucking crazy. <laughs> People have gone nuts. Uh, yep. Okay, Boomer, which has been a meme for the out-of-touch uh, out generation, uh, a New York Times piece came out entitled, Okay, Boomer marks the end of friendly generational relations, Re Recently fanned, uh, which recently fanned the flames by saying, Teenagers use it to reply to basically any person over 30 who says something condescending about young people and issues that matter to them. Which I, a lot of these people are, uh, uh, a lot of these articles that I've been reading are skewing it to say like, um, these teenagers, uh, these Zoomers or whatever are saying Boomer and they're talking directly about the boomer generation, which is, it's, it's more of a right. general term it's of towards an attitude of somebody who acts right. a certain way. So I can never see, I would never see 
certain uh, people who would use OK Boomer, which it's no longer really a thing at this point because it was killed off by this whole nonsense, but um, against Bernie Sanders. Even though he's uh, 76 or whatever he is, I don't mm, think he's, he's going to be called a boomer. Oh, he's totally a boomer. I think... Oh. I think... Uh, <laughs> People, because of his attitude towards uh, things like climate change and things like uh, college debt crisis and everything else, I think he is the opposite of a boomer. Yeah. But I think yeah, no. they want to skew it that way in, in that making it seem like there's this uh, Gen X versus uh, Gen X and boomers versus millennials and zoomers, which would put me and you mm -hmm. against each other because I'm technically i guess a millennial and you're technically gen x because we're like what i am four years apart or something which is barely yeah. anything because i'm like right on the line of boom uh, uh millennial because i think it's in 81 yeah. and i was born in 83 so uh right but me and you have and the same not. kind we have a lot of the same ideas of politics and a lot of the same ideas of right. um how we want the world uh, to go as far as climate change and uh right the rich o overtaking everything. Uh, right. But we're in two different categories, right? Uh, th th these people right. would say. Uh, but this guy... I, I would I, I would say that you're a little more liberal than I am, but that's my personal opinion. Right. But a few years ago, you were also a Christian. Uh, <laughs> so, there, yeah. But yeah, you are a, li a little bit more conservative than me, uh, for sure. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. so maybe that has to do with our ge the generational gap, but we don't like super disagree with it. But I, this whole OK Boomer thing is funny because it's um, it's a work, it's a play on the whole idea of being called a lazy millennial, where you know right. people have been dismissing millennials for what ten years now or something, or at, at least at least, at least uh, yeah. and calling us lazy and saying we don't we need to. Uh, Pull up our bootstraps is the classic one, right? And this right. is the generation beyond millennials saying, uh, yeah, you're out of touch. Um, uh, when you say pick, pull up your bootstraps, we're going to say, all right, sure. Yeah, that's really going to work. Okay, boomer. That, that's what the whole mm. meme was. And so this guy takes offense to it. Uh, as for Lonsbury, his now deleted tweet didn't go over so well. Uh in particular, uh, Dictionary.com came back in a Twitter response that went viral. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dictionary.com says, Boomer is an informal noun referring to a person born during the baby boom, uh, especially between the years of 1946 and 1965. The N-word is one of the most offensive words in the English language. <laughs> so this guy yeah. just got taken out by Dictionary.com, that uh, liberal site. And... Uh, and for sure, I mean, this is definitely the end of the meme, but I think it's hilarious. I think it points towards maybe a surge in uh, younger populist votes in the future. Right. It's a little like, I remember we were covering OJ, the OJ uh, 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 TV show. And we had to replace every time he said the N-word because there's a lot of N-words in that show. 
we replaced it with neighbors uh, to a point where where we we were kind of like making jokes like you fucking neighbor uh, and but the thing is like I would never ever replace boomer like it's 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 offensive if you take offense being called the boomer you. you, you yeah, it's just. Stupid. Well, I think the other it it was a joke, like we said, it started on TikTok. Well, it started on TikTok and Reddit, pretty much. Right. And it was a joke, uh, for kids. And really, what happened is these older people found out about it and took offense to it. You know, they it uh it wasn't offensive, or it wasn't a big deal until they took offense to it. Right and, but but people can take offense for everything though. That's the fucking problem. Like when you you, I, I remember when we talked about me not saying ladies and gentlemen because people were like, oh, you can't call people ladies anymore. It's like you, people are so fucking like uh, 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 they have pillows under their arms and are so like watered into a society where. Like, nothing, absolutely nothing is allowed. You can't call anything anyone. Like, I can't even say him to you, because that could be uh, offensive to you, because you're not a him. Like, it's it's so, like, oh, I hate society where, where, where you have to, you have to think about every fucking thing you have to say. What kind of society is that? I don't think that has... I mean, that is a little bit what has... Uh, I think the more important thing... I, like, I think you're getting off on kind of a tangent of, of words and what uh, boomer being a bad word. I don't think... Like, this one guy thought that. I think most people don't think that. This one conservative uh, Christian guy from the NRA thought said that. I think most people think uh, this is offensive because they see it as ageist because kids are saying... Uh, oh, you're too old to know any better. But like I said, they've been saying that about millennials for all this time. But I think what it really comes down to is something that's even more important uh, is that the younger generation is waking up and realizing uh, the older generation isn't going to change shit and they have to do it themselves. I'm going to give you a really good example, Fro. School shootings. When's the last time you heard us talk about school shootings? Right. When's the last time it was talked about on the news? But right. that affects these kids. You know what I mean? Right. And we're not talking about it. It's not being fixed. It's not going to get fixed. It's been three... I've been... It's been... Th- there's three generations of people s- since me when I was in high school, when the Columbine shooting happened when I was in high school. And right. Kip, Kip Kinkle yeah. uh, here in Oregon when I was in middle school. Kip Kinkle before Columbine, the school shooting. And it hasn't... Nothing's been done about it. That's okay, Boomer. Yeah. It's like... You're not going to do anything about it, Boomer. You're, you clearly don't give a fuck. You're ruining our planet. You're ta- uh, spreading the wealth to just giant corporations so we can't have any of it. You're not giving us health care. You're, uh, you're uh, taking everything for yourself and expecting us to pick up the scraps. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. bullshit. That's what this is really all about. But uh, that's uh, that's why I... I but, but I think it is uh, in a general... Term. I I remember. Uh, uh, I don't don't remember who it was that got upset by it. But but people people get upset by 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 
calling things out. And I, I think this is calling things out. I, th- I think we're allowed to say that this is incredibly stupid. Oh, yeah, that's what I've been saying this whole time. And it, it, right. it put in relation to the Democratic Party right now. Uh, right. Look at the Joe, Bi- Joe Biden up at the top and him talking about uh, record players, sitting your kid and, and yeah, having yeah. them listen to the yeah. record player. It's like th- that guy is yeah. so fucking out of touch. And these kids know yeah. that. I mean, me and you, Fro, were the, kind of the first generation to grow up with computers where when we were, when I was a teenager, I knew way more about computers than any grown-ups that I knew did, right? So there was an old saying um, when I was younger, it's like, oh, those kids, they don't know any better. Uh, they're, they're growing up, they'll, they'll learn in time, but right now they don't know anybody. And we were the first generation that knew better than our parents did, <laughs> right? Oh. And this generation is too removed from that, where they have oh. learned from us uh, millennials, these kids, uh, that's the one thing I, I think gets taken away is millennials set this up so that uh, this attack on boomers could happen from Zoomers. Millennials have been fighting for this kind of thing the, the whole time. I mean, just look at uh, uh, the protests against Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street. I mean, that was, right. I would say, the beginning of kind of what people would call mo- lazy millennials was when Occupy Wall Street right. happened. So, a, a Greta Thunberg with her her environment uh, demonstrations right now. I bet her her whole yeah her just existence probably added to the whole uh, aura and idea of the meme as well. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, should we watch that video that we're going to talk about in the next day? Uh, the the video. Yeah, we might as well. It's kind of related to what we're talking about, right? So, sure. Yeah. Let's watch this uh, Obama video. Um, one second. I'm gonna make sure the volume's right. Uh, so he was doing a uh whatever little town hall thing uh where they were talking uh to different candidates, and he was one of the speakers at this little whatever town hall thing. Uh, so Barack Obama. Uh, gets up there and he has something to say about kind of woke culture and cancel culture from online. Yeah, it, it fits in with what we were talking about. That's why I was thinking we should watch it down. So let's play it in uh, three, two, one, play. Okay, Barack Obama, Former had, Barack strong... Obama had strong message. Uh-oh. Yeah, for the political woke at the Obama Foundation. of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. I, you should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. <laughs> there are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. Okay. That's good enough right there. Uh, I, I say okay boomer to that. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> some people who do really good stuff have flaws. Yeah, like that Harvey Weinstein guy. He did some good movies, but he has some flaws as well, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Talking about somebody that had some flaws. Uh, let's talk about Epstein. Right. Uh, Epstein. 
this is a kind of weird story because I'm only like partially convinced by the evidence because of the source it comes from. Uh, right. We'll get into that in a second. In a leaked video uh, on Tuesday, ABC News anchor Amy Robach said the network killed her story on wealthy pedophile Jeffrey Epstein under pressure from the British royal family. This is a huge story. Whoa. Uh, Robach sitting at the ABC anchor next desk, but apparently speaking to colleagues off the air, uh, was expressing frustrations that the network didn't air her interview with uh, Virginia Gouffre in 2015, who she said was coerced into a sexual re relationship with Epstein when she was a teenager. Among other men who she accused of abusing her when she was 17 Prince uh, was Prince Andrew. Uh, th this was in the video. I've had this interview with Virginia, she said. Uh, we would not put it on the air. First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? Then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. So this ABC News reporter is saying she was being threatened by the by the queen, by, by the palace, by the British royal mm -hmm. family. Uh, we were mm -hmm. so afraid we wouldn't be able to do the interview, Kate and Will. So I think that also quashed the story. Uh, she continues, uh, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. I tried for three years to get it on, uh, with, but to no avail. And now it's all coming out and it's, it's like these new revelations saying mm -hmm. uh, it, these aren't new revelations I knew about this three years ago is what she's saying and she also in that part says Clinton we had everything talking about obviously Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. Um, yes. and remind you this is an ABC news reporter Not this is not Fox news reporter this is not a Breitbart news reporter but this stuff does come out of a thing called Project Veritas which yeah. is not the most reliable source <laughs> Mm -hmm. because they've been known to take clips and put them out of context to make them seem worse than they are. This is a clip that you can watch of her actually saying this stuff like during a commercial break um, uh, during the sh some kind of show on ABC, right? Uh, so right. she definitely actually said it because there's video of it. Is it taken out of context? What do you think from? Uh, well, uh, uh, they have responded, haven't they? ABC did not, uh, respond to no, this. No, but she responded. Uh, uh, yeah, she came out and said that ABC, or what I saw, was that she said that ABC, or uh, do you have the exact quote anywhere? No, but she she said that ABC didn't oh, right. uh, try to stop her. I got it. Right. Uh, at the time... Not all of our reporting met the standards to air, but we have never stopped investigating the story, story ever since we've had uh, a team on this investigation and subtle, uh, substantial resources dedicated to, to it. Uh, so that was from ABC. So they, they say that they didn't run it because they said they didn't have um, sufficient evidence. Like they weren't 100% right. confirmed. <clears throat> but she's saying uh, that... They, they they squashed it, at least according to the video, because... Uh, see, this is the weird part, because she's saying one thing in her statement, but another thing in the video. Because she's saying in the video that it was got squashed by the royal family, and then if you read her statement, it says 
that uh, ABC did it because there wasn't enough evidence. Um, right. So it's a little confusing. It is definitely a little confusing. There's another quote here. I uh, wanted to, another quote here. I wanted yep. to read. Uh, Robox also said she believed Epstein was murdered, saying, uh, "So, do I think he was killed? 100%. Yes, I do. He made his whole living blackmailing people. There were lots of men on those planes. Lots of men who visited that island. A lot of powerful men who came into that apartment. When I heard he was found dead in the jail cell, I was like, I knew immediately." That's what she said. Well, it's more about it. more proof for him being killed than Donald Trump having anything to do with Russia. So there you have it from Pro's mouth. People are going to be hysterically angry when I say that. But did you see the guy on Fox true. News, the dog trainer? <laughs> no. You didn't see this? Okay. Uh, no. Maybe we'll play it in the Jeremy round if we remember. There's a dog trainer that went on. Fox News, and they're talking about. Remember that dog, dog that trainer? there was a do military dog that helped take out that uh, ISIS guy. Remember, right? And so they're talking to this dog trainer who trained those kind of dogs, and he's saying, "Oh, uh, you know, there's going to be a need, uh, need uh, a big a surge of people trying to get these kind of dogs now that this dog got so famous for taking out this ISIS leader." And then right at the interview, right at the end of the interview, after he's talking about these dogs, he goes. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Right on Fox News. And the Fox News Wait reporter... That? Yeah, the Fox News reporter is like... Uh, uh, and just keeps going and they <laughs> go to commercial. Uh, that's funny. Uh, hey, did you have a good Halloween? Uh, yeah, I suppose I did. I didn't really do anything. I just watched a horror movie. No? What horror movie did you watch? Well, we'll get into that a little later. Ah... I love when you say that. I also watched a horror movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, two people found razor blades in their Halloween candy, Ohio police say. You think it's the parents, but uh, who knows? Okay, do you want to go into it? <laughs> yeah, you, you go into it, yes. Oh, I was waiting for you. Okay, author... Uh... uh... I feel like we cut to the end right at the beginning, so how do I go into this now? Uh, authorities say Ohio families went trick-or-treating together and have reportedly uh, reportedly found razor blades in their Halloween candy. Uh, police uh, in Col Colrain Township in Cincinnati say a father from one family found an object Thursday night in a peanut butter cup and a mother from another family uh, needed several stitches when she cut her finger inspecting her child's um, can't, oh, inspecting her child's out candy. That's not right. Uh, the police spokesman said the objects likely would have come from the same house in a five-block area where the family's trick-or-treated. Uh, police will try to collect DNA from the objects while determining where the reports are genuine. Uh, we learned later that two people found razor blades. No one... No one... Oh, that... We've learned that the two people that found the razor blades know one another. They had trick-or-treated together and made the rounds through the neighborhood. She said the same thing. They have no idea where it possibly could have come from. They were like five or six streets. Uh, they were large streets with lots of houses. Right. So I could read this article not long time ago. I sent you on the chat. I sent you what I found when I now clicked 
the because I'm the one that sent you this fucking news article. Uh, and it says, our European visitors are very important to us. This site is currently unavailable to visitors from the European economic area. While we work on ensuring your data is protected in accordance with applicable EU laws. I don't know what that means. So, so it's being blocked? I can't... Yeah. And it wasn't yesterday. Oh, okay. That's always good. When um, I... Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, th- this uh, is pretty clear to me what happened here. It says here that we, uh, we learned the two people found the razor blades know one another and that they were trick-or-treating mm-hmm. together. If you go back into the history of razor blades found in candy on Halloween, it always ends up being the parents. That's why Fro said at the beginning that I thought it was the parents. Uh, a little out of context, but now it makes sense that these people knew each other. They went trick-or-treating together. Why Why do parents put uh, fake razor blades in their kids' candy? It's not because they want to hurt their own kids. It's not they want to hurt other people's kids. It's that they want to get on the news, is what it is. People are fucking crazy, and they want to get on the news, and so they fake putting uh, razor blades in their kids' candies. That's It always ends up this way. Every year, we get one of these, Fro. It's not... This is nothing new for America. I don't know about Norway. Uh, no. We don't have things like that. Every uh, single year boy. this happens. Every year. Balloon Boy is all I have to say. <laughs> Look it up if you don't remember that millennials oh, or boomers or whatever you are. <laughs> what was what so, was the kid's name? Uh, it was something really weird, uh, like wolf or it was, cloud. Yeah, it was something very something something very very strange. Yeah, and I remember I remember their interview on the couch. It was so so. Uh, I love that story. And everybody believed anyway. it for so long. Uh, and it <laughs> all know. ended up being a hoax. Uh, <laughs> Fal- Falcon. His name was Fal- Falcon. Yes. Which made it even it. funnier that his, he was a bird name yes. and that he was trapped in this balloon up in the sky. It was just, <laughs> it was such a silly... It's, that is such a silly story. Oh. Mm. Look into it, people. It's kind of funny. So, what is uh, Trun going to tell uh, the truth about this week? Look... Uh, the, the shit show is happening. This is Trauma Trant of the Troop. We should get the peace movement back. And the peace movement should not be only a lot of leftists and hippies going in the street. It should be everybody. Because if something is good for the left and the right, it's peace. Peace and prosperity means good business. Peace means that people not have to get their home bombs and be killings and dragged into unnecessary wars and so on. So the new peace man should be a people movement. Whether you are a Christian well, right or a Christian left or you're not religious at all and, or you have Muslim, gay or anything, it should, should be a united movement for the people. The only people who win on nationalism war is the people who sell the weapons who encourage nationalism and war. A lot of people think that giving people more weapons is going to give people more power. But... Do you really think that a big companies would give you a lot of weapons if they felt threatened? This doesn't work that way, and I talked about it before. A lot of institutions now falling. UN, 
European Union and so on. And you have to applause both on the left and the right. Now they're going to find a new world order. So they believe themselves. But what is going to happen is the situation we had from World War One or World War Two. We have made a lot of movies about those wars. A lot of movies about the Vietnam War and the wars. You come <laughs> no color and shapes. But we never talk about the reason why the war is. Because we can talk all day of the patriots who fought out this war and the people who did a job and people who got hurt. But the reason why they're happening. Yes, the reason why it happened and why they can't be stopped before it's too late. We never talk about that. And we should more more so. I don't I feel in a situation now with rebels everywhere. And what happened when people from who said yes to Brexit found out that the grass isn't greener on the other side? What what is gonna happen then? The same fanatics who wanted us to Britain out gonna use new blames. Who's that? Jews this time? Muslims? Romanians? Pollocks? Well, a lot of shit is gonna happen. But people are talking about healthcare and so many other issues who, who is important. But what we need, and we need it more than ever, is one big united peace movement. Because this gonna go down to a big shit show. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. That uh, was uh, Tron telling the truth. Don't be so worried about the EU, Tron. Don't be so worried. Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Have we gotten any emails? Uh, not that I see. But, mm, yeah. Okay. Send us something there if you want. Oh, what was that sound? Did you hear that? No. Which? Okay. Probably Sky. Uh, uh, Facebook, uh, another digital citizen on Facebook. Twitter, uh, Podcast a, a DC on uh, Twitter, right? Yep. At Podcast yep. ADC. Yeah. Yep. We are a member of a Pod All the Time Network. We have gotten some new members, so check them out. They are super cool. Before, before we go into the TV round, you found something incredibly wedge. Uh, yeah, in Reykjavik, Iceland, uh, a decade. After McDonald's completely shut down in Iceland, uh, thousands of online users followed the slow decay of the last order. So we're seeing mm-hmm. a picture of a burger and fries from McDonald's. Uh, a seemingly indestructible burger with a side of fries protected in a glass case like a pre- precious gem. Uh, the American chain closed its only three branches in Iceland uh, during a financial crisis in 2009 making it one of the only Western countries without a McDonald's. Uh, On October 31st of that year, just before the restaurant closed, uh, this guy bought uh, a menu for conservation. I decided to buy a last meal for historic value since the McDonald's was closing, he said. And uh, so now, uh, this is on display. Uh, (laughs) On the internet. Yeah, well, it's actually on display, like, in uh, a museum of something. Uh, now now right. the burger is on display, in, like, a work of art inside a glass case at Snorton House uh, Hostel in 
Ooh, Thikus Viber. Thikus Viber in Southern Iceland. It's being live streamed, and the hotel claims it receives 400,000 hits daily to see this burger. Yeah, so if you go to snorahouse.com, that's snortahouse, S-N-O-R-E. Uh, no, S O S N O T R A house one word dot com. Right, and you go to Last McDonald's. You can see it live, and I am watching it live right now. Yep, and it's just a burger yeah. and fries sitting there with dust on them. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> super interesting. Um, Maybe uh, more interesting things that you watched on television. I'm going to uh, take all the Apple Plus things that I've seen this week because I have seen some Apple Plus things this week. Uh, no, I didn't buy it. Yes, I illegally downloaded it. And no, I don't have a fucking problem with that. Come and get me. Uh, I saw C. A uh, very expensive television show because it looks extremely expensive. Uh, it's there. We really, really, really try to be Game of Thrones, but we're not really Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones te television show <laughs> on Apple Plus. It reminds me of Vikings. Uh, it really reminds me of Vikings. If. Uh, uh, all actors in uh, Vikings were blind. Uh, that is what it reminds me of. It's not bad, but it's definitely not super good either. So I give it a 5.5. Okay. Uh, I also saw uh, The Morning Show uh, with Jennifer Aniston uh, uh, and uh, fucking hell. Well, I can't I think of her name. Uh, Is it Renice Witherspoon. Okay. Renice Witherspoon, yes. And and uh, the guy from The Office, the boss from The Office, uh, Steve Carell. Uh, I saw the three first episodes. I really like this show. This is maybe the best show of the three that I watched this week. Really? Everybody uh, hates this I, show. I know. Okay. I like it. It's very me too, okay? It's very like propaganda, but if you uh, get away from episode, I would I, I would say say it took me one and a half episode to like it, but yeah, on the second part I like it, but it's very me too ish. I mean that's uh, what I've been just, seeing a lot of. It's just pushing the agenda too hard, and what I've heard is yeah. it's uh, boring. That's mostly the biggest criticism I've seen of the morning show is that it really it's slow and it's boring oh, it's uh, I liked it the best doesn't mean that I liked it tremendously because I gave it the six well yeah I uh, everything that was on Apple plus I saw and went yeah I don't want to watch that I mean that first show you mentioned I went oh yeah this looks like a show I would never want to watch and this show I went hmm <laughs> this show looks like a show I don't want to watch so what was the other show that you saw on Apple uh, the third show I saw was Ghost Writer. Uh, this is definitely a children's television thing. It's uh, Did it have Nicolas Cage be... in it? <laughs> That's Ghost Rider. 
Oh, so not it's Ghost Writer, like the the Writer. PBS show from the nineties, right? It, it's it is that PBS show from the nineties rebooted, right? Yes. Uh, Can we talk so, about the first episode, the first two episodes of Ghost Rider? Did you ever see them? Um, they were terrifying, bro. <laughs> I don't think I did. No. Okay, I'm gonna find a picture of this thing. You continue with what you were gonna say. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it it didn't impress me much. I give it a three out of ten. It doesn't impress me much. Yes. All right. Anything else on Apple? Uh, yeah, Dickinson. I'm not going to see. I don't care uh, for all mankind. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, for being a brand new streaming service, they did not have very good new content or anything I wanted to see. Uh, so I was really not super interested in it. Um, I wanted to see Jason Momoa and see if it was anything good, but I'm not going to continue watching. I mean, when you saw... Did you see the commercial for it before you... Uh, before you saw the show, or you just saw that it was on there? No. And were like, okay... No, I just saw... Yeah, I just saw that it was on there. I didn't care. Right, because I saw the commercial, I and I went, wow, this looks like Game of Thrones mixed with Vikings, and I don't like either of those shows, yeah. so I don't... Yeah. I'm not interested in seeing it. So maybe I just, I saw a little more of like uh, commercials for stuff and things like that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm i I'm not going to bother seeing anything more. But the, the morning show, I will continue watching actually. Okay. That's which is funny. That's I, the one I've I, heard the worst stuff about. And it's the one that you're saying is the best, which is kind of interesting. All right. I sent you a picture like of the first, this is, these are the bad guys from the first two episodes of Ghost Riders. And this was oh a kid's God. show. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on uh, in this show. They have the same masks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I was in elementary school, I was this was these guys were terrifying. If you look at the <laughs> picture uh, in the top right hand corner, he's got a mask on the front and the back, and mm -hmm. the ones on the front don't have eyes. And you see that the ones the masks yeah. on the back of their head have fake eyeballs. It's like the creepiest thing for a kids show ever. But sure. Uh, let's see, what did I see this week? Uh, BoJack Horseman Season 6, Fro. Something Fro is not a huge mm -hmm. fan of, I don't think. Or I am. Are you a yeah. fan of it now? Yeah, I like okay. BoJack, yeah. It took me six seasons to like it or something, but yeah. No, it, it didn't, but but uh, I like BoJack, yeah. Uh, it's just Bob's Burgers uh, that I still don't like, yeah. I mean, for a while, you did not like BoJack. You were, you were uh, maybe right. you just didn't want to get into it. You didn't, whatever. And then I think actually now that I'm thinking about it, I told you Aaron Paul was in it, right? And then you were like, really? And then you, I think you yeah. got turned on to it. I think I do remember that. But yeah, season six, right. I watched the whole thing. Uh, I mean, this was better. Uh, there was two seasons ago was probably the worst season out of all the seasons of BoJack mm -hmm. so far. Uh, episode, or season four, I mean. Um, yeah. This season Definitely. was very good, but I want to say the comedy is uh, dwindling on this show to the point where they're kind of, I don't want to say rehashing jokes, but the jokes as far mm. as like, uh, what would an animal do if it was a humanoid type animal? You know, uh, uh, it, the, the duck who lays its own egg and then somebody eats it or whatever, that kind of joke. Right. It's kind of run its course, and that's the whole joke of the show, so... Mm, I don't know. It's 
uh, the, uh, I still like it. I still enjoy it. But this season I gave a 6.5 because I feel like it's starting to run thin a little bit. It's kind of funny because I had this talk with Jeremy this week. Uh, hi, Jeremy. Uh, uh, about TV shows because he was a little upset that I I said that I didn't like uh, season three of... of, uh, of uh, off uh, Glow season three of Glow. Okay. I said I didn't like. Right. And I and and you would agree to that, wouldn't you? I didn't like it. No. Yeah. And I I said that I would maybe give it a six. What do you would you give it? Maybe a, a four. We did this already. I, we'd have to go back and listen to what I actually yeah. gave it at the time. But uh, yeah, and he said he uh, and he was complaining, and I was like, he he said it was better than I I was saying, and, and then I was like, okay, so what did you give it? Oh, six, six and a half, and I was like, that isn't good, because I would give the two first seasons a nine, <laughs> so going down from nine to six and a half or. <laughs> it's a little too high, <laughs> as, as steep. So that was kind of interesting. Anyway, uh, what else did you watch this week? Uh, I watched something called His Dark Materials, Luke. Okay. Have you heard about this? No. It's based on the Phil Pullman book, uh, the... Uh, uh, the three books, um, a terrible, terrible, terrible movie with uh, uh, the polar bear. Do you remember this? The pol- uh, fake polar bear. Fake polar. There's Polar Express. No, uh, <laughs> with this girl that gets kidnapped uh, uh, by uh, Nicole. Uh, you got Nicole, me. Uh, Kidman. Uh, I'm super uh, trying to to Google it. Is it important? But uh, yeah, uh, kind of, uh, because it's it's based on the same uh, uh, material. But I I can't for my fucking sake remember what it's called. Anyway, uh, it's pretty good. I would give it a seven and a half out of ten. Okay, what was it called? Uh, his dark material. What is it about? It's uh, uh, about this kid uh, that uh, uh, gets to know a very uh, intricate uh, secret about uh, the church uh, doing uh, criminal things against kids. Uh, And it's kind of science fiction uh, TV show. But the book uh, books are very like anti uh, anti Christianity, and the book uh, the film is very pro Christianity. It's very, 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 very strange. <laughs> right. Okay, I saw something called Unnatural Selection, which is a uh, four part like kind of mini series thing. Um, okay. About uh, gene editing and are like. Uh, 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 gene manipulation. One guy in this is trying Ooh. to make a dog glow in the dark. Uh, another person is really? uh, 
trying to fix a kid who has like MS or something, like with gene editing. Uh, another guy is trying to spread gene editing, so he uh, finds a specific gene that will will increase muscle growth, and he str streams himself injecting it into himself on the internet. Uh, and it's about kind of, and it's also about the people who are confronting the ethical problems with uh, the idea of gene editing or like. Um, manipulating genes before birth so that we could make some kind of superhuman race like we talked about eugenics in the past so if you mm -hmm. like the eugenics mm -hmm. episode you'll probably like this tv show called unnatural selection on i believe i saw it on, yeah it was on netflix um it's a four-part mini series so it's like each one's like an hour long cool the golden compass is the movie called oh right yeah, I remember the Christians yeah. came were coming out when that came out because I was in the movie theater working in a movie theater and there were Christians that were protesting that movie outside of our movie theater because it was yeah. it had the atheist agenda, bro. It's indoctrinating our kids with the atheist agenda. Mm -hmm. Talking about the Netflix. Oh right, Unnatural show, Selection. But... Uh, I give it seven point five. Oh. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. 10.5 is a very good uh, thing. Uh, talking about the Netflix show that I saw this week, The Devil Speaks. Did you see this? No. Uh, it's a documentary show in six parts about uh, a man that is accused of being one of the worst guards in uh, Nuremberg uh, in in the in the in the concentration camps. Uh, and his trial, and maybe they have gotten the wrong guy, maybe they have gotten the right guy. This is the, the documentary about that. All right. Is that all the TV you saw? No. Okay. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, okay. Do you have more? Do you have anything more? No, I watched all of BoJack and all of this unnatural selection. That was... And plus everything else okay. I was watching this week, that was enough for me to fill my whole week of TV. Uh, I also saw a Norwegian show called Exit. Uh, this is uh, uh, extremely good. Uh, it reminds me of Billions, just in Norwegian. <laughs> uh, it has uh, eight episodes. Uh, nine episodes, sorry. Uh, and... Uh, if you can get a hold of it, I, I recommend it. Uh, it. It reminds me of Billions. I would give it a seven and a half. I think, yeah, seven and a half. And then, look, I've saved the worst for last because this is definitely going to be on my list of the most shittiest shows I have ever seen in my entire life, look. It is called Famously Afraid. Okay. Have you ever heard about this? I mean, it sounds like uh, I'm famous, get me out of here, or whatever. Is that that kind of thing? No. It is Howie Mandel uh, is in, in this first episode, and he talks about his encounter with, <laughs> with ghosts. So it's famous people talking about when they were afraid when they saw UFOs or uh, paranormal activity. And it is incredibly, incredibly uh, uh, self-serving and uh, people trying to, 
<laughs> get their face on TV for any. Uh, if 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 you want to watch a show called "Hey People, I'm whoring myself for money," this is what the show should be called because that's exactly what it is. Guess how long I saw the first episode? I saw ten fucking minutes and I turned it off. That's how atrociously bad it was. Okay. I couldn't even continue watching it. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't sound very engaging. Uh, speaking of not very engaging, mm. uh, I think we should have a little discussion. We're going to have an even bigger discussion next week about uh, the streaming wars. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked a lot about Apple Plus, obviously, and next week, uh, the other thing is coming out that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Apple Plus and Di- Di- Disney. Disney. Something plus. Oh, Disney Plus and Apple Plus. All right, okay. So, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of uh, point out to you. Last week, I didn't uh, barely have any TV that I, new TV I watched, and this week I didn't have barely any new TV I watched. Why was that, Fro? Because mm-hmm. I already have way too much TV, way too much content to consume in a week. Uh, right now, yeah. especially after fall sweeps, right? I have so much of it. Uh, and now we're coming out with these new streaming services where there's even more content. Is this too mm-hmm. much content, Fro? Yes. Because I can't consume it in a week. I can't keep up to date on these things. Uh, and we're doing a podcast about TV. Most, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Think about a regular person who's just a regular person just trying to consume yep. whatever content. Uh, it's ridiculous. There's... It, it, I, I feel like the only thing here that's uh, going to happen is we're going to end up with a monopoly on one company ending up the mo- the monopoly shareholder on streaming service. Right. Uh, I think we will talk about that uh, monopoly next week, maybe because I'm going to guess uh, with all the money Disney has, we will talk about this in details next week, but but right because next week uh, uh, I should admit we're gonna do a whole breakdown of Apple Apple Plus with yes. uh, a special guest no. Disney Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. See why did they name the last part of it exactly <laughs> the same? It's so fuck. That's even confusing. Like, and I still feel like this is all just to try to attack net Netflix from both sides. I almost right. feel like. Disney and uh, Apple are working together to try to take out Netflix because Netflix is the only one left that doesn't have commercials and they just need to get rid of that. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about... That's going to be our main topic for next week, but we're in the middle of it right now. We're in the heat of the streaming wars, so I figured we should probably mention it on this show as well. It's it's kind of funny because I talked to Bill about it. He's the one that's going to be a guest next week, and I said... Take a lot of screenshots. <laughs> Take a lot of screenshots so we can see this because I don't have it and Luke is not going to pay for it. <laughs> That's the other thing I want to say about this whole thing, which we'll mention next week, is like I have Hulu, I have Netflix, and a lot of people have uh, Hulu, Netflix, Prime, or whatever these things that already exist. Right. Are they going to move over to Disney and cancel those? Are they going to. Most people aren't going to want to take the time out of their day to get a whole other streaming service and then tr- have to cancel one of their other ones so they're not paying even more. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, most people aren't billionaires, I guess is a good point. 
<laughs> Speaking and, of uh, and, crime, and to, though. Yeah. Uh, to to speak about uh, things that uh, are on streaming services, let's talk about the Hulu show <laughs> called Undone Luke. It's on Prime. Episode 8! It's on, it's on oh. Amazon Prime, not Hulu. <laughs> there you can see. I don't even know that. <laughs> I just said uh, it really a second ago, but uh, we tried. We were trying for the same transition. We just <laughs> got uh, the wrong thing. Uh, episode 8 finale. So what was this episode about, Luke? Uh, right, the finale. Uh, that Halloween night is the title. Alma goes back to the Halloween night Jacob died and tries to change the past. Back in the present, Camilla and Sam tried to make Alma get help. Yeah. Uh, another prediction, uh, I think, in this show, where Fro got it wrong. This is the Luke gets everything right week, uh, I think. Because <laughs> Fro made a prediction that there was... A, well, not really a prediction. You were saying kind of, I, I don't think w there should be a second season. I think this w would be better what? wrapped up. And what do you think they're setting up for a second season? Because I, I think they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They are definitely. Mm -hmm. Without ending, they have to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If there's not a second season, I'm going to be really disappointed. Mm-hmm. I hope I agree. So, yeah, we go through the episode a little bit, Fro. Um, uh, we open up in, at the hall that Halloween night, obviously, and she's in the past. And her dad seems to change the past by going into himself in his own... Mm -hmm. er, in his past body? And, uh, mm -hmm. and doesn't answer the phone call, which is what ended up getting him killed, Right. Right. So we do, I do think that he's going to come back. We'll get right. to what happened at the end, but the one big thing we found out is that he, the father was not as good of a guy as we thought he was. And we find no. out in this last episode. Why is, why is that, bro? He's the big jerky jerk. <laughs> we, we, we thought he was going to be the hero of the show, and they take it away for a while. <laughs> I'm so angry. But yeah, no, uh, he's a big jerky jerk. Right, go ahead and tell people what happened with the the office and the car and everything. Yeah, so uh, the thing was, uh, as I understood it, this, this episode is very fucking confusing. So if I get this wrong, you have to stop me, right? Okay? Sure. But yeah. as, I, I, as I understood it, uh, he was the one uh, that he was going to. Uh, he has. Uh, he, ha he had told Alma before that he thought it had anything to do with his uh, um, his uh, 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 science into this technology, right? But he uses Alma as a test. Uh, figure more or less uh, for this uh, thing that she can do move time and things so we see in this <laughs> last episode that he is the scientist that has given her this superpower more or less uh, without any qualms um, uh, about like uh, what she will think about it that was one thing. That was not the thing I was referring to when I was talking about the car and the office and what he did that was bad. I'm, okay, <laughs> I don't know how you missed this part because this is like the biggest plot point of the whole episode, but uh, 
he killed himself. He committed suicide. Right. This whole yeah. we've all up until now, it's been Alma investigating his murder. And in the right. end, we find I mean, out he wasn't murdered. He committed suicide right. because his wife left him, and the girl was gonna. Uh, uh, his science, Hello, his practice was gonna get taken away. His office was gonna ta right. get taken away. Uh, he, uh, his but that has to do with the, yeah, but that had to do with the experiments that he did on Alma. Uh, it, what it comes down to is his wife thought he was cheating on him, even though he wasn't. So his wife's going to leave him. Right. He's going to lose his experiments because uh, he was experimenting on his daughter and his assistant was going to tell uh, the the school because the, if the assistant didn't and they found out the assistant would have ended up getting in trouble. And so not only did he commit suicide, he committed suicide by driving his car off a cliff with the assistant who is totally innocent, by the way. Uh, in so, it. Right. This is why the guy is such a big jerk. Is he not only killed yeah. himself, he also killed a completely innocent person for very, very extremely selfish, selfish reasons. <laughs> um, right. And then in the end, uh, Alma thinks she saved her dad and mm -hmm. she forgives him even for, um, for killing this woman and killing himself yeah, and not telling her about it. Um, she forgives him to the, to the point where she realizes, I, I can forgive you because I can go back in time and change it so that never happened, right? Right. And her dad tells her, uh, I'll see you at this temple. And we had seen the temple before in one of her visions where like there was the circle uh, with the stone circle and everything, which is at this temple. And we go there and... It seems like her dad's not going to show up, and right at the very last second, she sees something, what, what was it, like a, what's a good word for it, uh, what she saw? A gorgile? Sorry, what was that? A gorgile? Yeah, like a angelic presence, maybe? I don't know. Right. Uh, we don't really see yeah. what it is. We never saw what it was. At the end, fro. No. So I don't know. No. What, what exactly you saw? Uh, no, I, I thought it was maybe a kind of a gorgile or an angel or a kind of a. Uh, it looked like some. Uh, she looked very, very, very surprised. Or like her face was in shock when she saw whatever she saw. Right. So. But it fades to black there. So. Thank you. <laughs> right. So Thank obviously you, setting up for a second season because right. uh, we have to find out what exactly she saw. So yeah, that's the end yeah. of this season. So uh, what are we covering next week, Luke? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Huh. We're taking a week off from uh, a TV review because in two weeks we're covering... Something called Dollface, mm -hmm. which I believe is on. That is on. That is that on is Hulu. Right. <laughs> that is on Hulu. We promise you, it's on Hulu. It's a comedy show that uh, neither me or Luke thinks looks very good. So it it will be very interesting to cover something that uh, me or uh, and Luke agree on looks very bad. So it yeah, will be I'm interesting to see. We're not really sure. It could be. It could be great, but uh, from what we've seen, right. it lo doesn't look all that good. But 
No. Uh, we want to see if it is good or if it's bad or what's going on with it. So mm-hmm. we'll at least watch two episodes, and uh, if the if it's really bad, we'll move on to something else probably. Uh, definitely. Uh, hey, look, this has been a very, very fun week for me. Do you know why? Why? Because I have looked into the Church of All Worlds. What is the Church of All the Worlds? is an American neo-pagan religious group whose stated mission is to evolve a network of information, mythology, and experiences that provides a context and stimulus for reawakening Gaia and reuniting her children through tribal community dedicated to responsible stewardship and evolving consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say that ten times fast. Um... I want to read what I sent you because I, I think that's one of the the most interesting part of this. Uh, I found that this on their website. Uh, you sent. Well, where did you send this to me? I think I sent it to you uh, on. I yeah, here it is. Fundamental right of car. Uh, uh, that's what they call themselves, uh, Church of Worlds, is a communication of souls called water sharing. In the right one shares water right at least one other and recognizes with another the divine being with the phrase thou art God or thou art goddess and may you never thirst. This is similar to the Hindu greeting Namaste which means divine in me uh, greets uh, the divine in you. Since water is essential to all known uh, life on this planet, and so is seen very precious, Core envisions water sharing as a way of honoring this precious. In symbolic act also recognizes one believes divine being is living experience in all humanity. The phrase never thirst serves as a reminder of one's conscious connection with the living as an experience of a divine being. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And they say they don't believe in God. (laughs) Oh, pagan. Paganism? Really? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm a little lost as to what you mean here. Go ahead and explain yourself. Well, first and foremost, they say uh, they uh, want an experience with a divine being. A okay. divine being, uh, uh, if you look into it, uh, is something spiritual. You oh, are you saying paganism is not spiritual? Is that what you're suggesting? No, I'm I'm saying it's very spiritual. Okay, I'm I'm so confused as to what 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 you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so they uh, uh, they are saying uh, uh, I I got the uh, uh, the impression uh, before we looked into this uh, uh, church that this was going to be. Kind of a uh, um, uh, atheist church, and oh, I did you uh, okay? Yes, yes, 
Yeah, that would have been a good thing to open up with because I the, the rest of it was very confusing without you saying that. Uh, what made okay. you think think that? Well, I I always I always before this week, and I admit that I am a fucking stupid moron. Taught paganism and atheism was the same thing. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh... I thought that was the same thing. I thought pagans believed in nothing. I guess if you and were I, I indoctrinated be- into Christianity, they could make you believe that, kind of. Because they would say, Sorry. like, atheists are pagans. I can see yes, a Christian that- saying that, right. I, I, you, you have no fucking clue how many times I've heard that as a Mormon. I've heard, I heard that so many times that atheists were pagans. You're 110% correct. And I have, I hadn't looked into paganism before this week. So I, I, I'm going to say that I was very ill-informed about what paganism was before this week. Right, and, and so th- that quote that you just read from the website, uh, right. you you were trying to illustrate that this place is actually more religious than you thought it was, because right. you thought it was atheist, because you thought paganism was atheism, because you were convinced yes. by Mormons. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. How old was How old was Joseph are. Smith when he got the tablets there? Uh, 16 or something? Right, 16-year-old kid. Yep. Trust, so. trust that guy. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the founder, the, the key founder yeah. of uh, the Church of All Worlds, wow, what's his name? Ob- Oberon Zell Ravenheart. Yeah, I love his name. Is that one of the characters in that new show, C? Probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't even seen. I haven't seen that show. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Saw. I haven't seen See Saw. Uh, but see, see, saw. I mm-hmm. saw Saw See. Uh, mm-hmm. Who? Uh, but it sounds like a name that would be for that. Uh, he serves it as does. the church, as the church primate. Uh, primate. That's a weird. Mm-hmm. Is a title or rank yeah, bestowed upon some archbishops? Okay, so it is actually a Christian thing. Uh, later along with his wife, Morning Glory Zell Ravenheart. Wow, that's quite a name. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, that name. Uh, who is designated high priestess. Uh, the Church of All Worlds was formed in 1962, evolving from a group of friends and lovers who are part inspired by a fictional religion of the same name in the science fiction novel Stranger in a Strange Land. So, yeah, this more. Morning Glory Cell uh, Ravenheart is sadly died. Uh, something I learned in the documentary that uh, I watched this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on their on their website. Yeah, we'll get to the website in a second. Yeah. Uh, right. So it's saying here, evolving from a group of friends and lovers who were in. So this religion was inspired by a fictional religion of the same name in a science fiction novel. Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert A. Heinlein, or Heinlein, sorry. Uh, the church's mythology includes science fiction to this day. So this is, <laughs> last week I looked in, when I just kind of did an initial overview, I was like, thought this was kind of mm-hmm. like a, the Jedi religion or like Pastafarianism. No. 
because of, because of that, because it's based off yeah. of a fictional book. So I was like, oh, oh they're... Their religion is just based off of a less known book than Star Wars, the Star Wars movies. Right. But no, this right. is more like uh, related to a fictional book in the sense that Scientology is based yes. off of a fictional book, right? <laughs> yes, yes. This is definitely more Scientology than any other thing. But here's what I find uh, very strange. Car members called Waterkins, like I, I said. Waterkins, by the way. Yes. Right. Waterkins, yeah. <laughs> What is that? Uh, what, is, what? Why is that a thing? Right, Waterkins. Uh, it's so so strange. Expo as a paganism, but the church is a non, not a belief based religion. Would you agree to that when you looked into this? Because I I don't agree. I don't agree that it's not a belief based religion. Well, say say what something. you just said again. Belief-based religion. Yeah. Belief-based What is a non-belief-based religion? Um... It doesn't exist. You can't have a religion without beliefs, so this uh, is a dumb statement. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, uh, could you make a church around something that's not believable? Um, that's not... Well, I mean, uh, I think... No... Uh, Christians would argue that, like, uh, uh, if you were to go to like an atheist convention, that would be like right. an atheist church. Uh, yeah. Which I don't think there's it an atheist would... church, though. See, like, that's that would be right. like what the only thing I could, sorry, could think of that would be relatable in that way. Another question is, <laughs> if these people have sheep, uh, and yeah. the people are called waterkins, are the are the sheep called water sheep? By any chance? <laughs> Ooh, maybe PewDiePie deep, is the member. Deep cut. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, like uh, looks at uh, Carl begin in 1961 with a group of high school friends. One of these was Richard Lance Christie from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Christie was uh, fascinated with uh, by the self actualization uh, concept from Abraham. Uh, Masklow. Uh, did you? I looked a little into him, and he's a psychologist that was knows, best known for creating a Masklow's hierarchy of needs, a theory of of uh, health predicted on fulfilling intended uh, human needs in priority, culminating in self exclusion. So, kind of uh, the secret. Uh, the secrets. Thank you. Yes. Um, Self actualization, yes. meaning think it, think it, and it'll be realized. Right. 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 Um, where was I? Uh, yeah, and he was a uh, American uh, psychologist. Uh, after meeting uh, Dan <laughs> Timothy at, at Westminster College in Fulton, Missouri, he began experimenting in uh, extra. So, uh, sorry. Extra sensory, extra oh, sensory earth. perception. ESP. Thank you. ESP, ESP. is you know like a, yep, sixth sense kind of thing. Right, moving things with your thoughts, something like. That. No, extra sensory uh, perception is more like, uh, you know, if you're like, uh, walking down the street or driving in a car, and uh, and you're maybe at a stoplight, and then 
you sense that somebody's looking at you and then you turn and there is somebody looking at you, that would be like ESP or ESP could be like reading somebody's thoughts. It's not like right. moving things is telekinesis. Right. Ah, okay. So then they read this uh, novel uh, that uh, came the inspiration of Kaw. Uh, then uh, this book combined with uh, uh, Marlowe's self-exclusation concept led to the formation of uh, water. <laughs> Here it goes again. Water Brotherhood uh, that Cell and Christy called ATL. The Arctic word for water. Aztec. Water is yeah. very, very, yeah, very, 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 very important for them. Also meaning the home of our ancestors. Yeah, for some reason, water is very important for them. I have no clue why. Well, I mean, it said at it's the beginning, uh, they see it as... Uh, or actually, you were talking about it when you did the quote earlier, saying they see it as... Right. Um, the building block for life, which is true. I mean, water is the building block of life. So yeah, I, I yeah. can understand that. And it says, a, a atoll, I think it is, not ATL, is the Aztec word for water. So before they were called Church of All Worlds, they were called atoll, which meant water. Mm. So I think that's also maybe... Well, I mean, they named it after water, so... I'm looking into this book really quick, Fro. So let's go to the Stranger Stranger in a Strange Land Wikipedia page. Okay. Uh, a 1961 science fiction novel uh, written by Rob, Robert Heinlein. It tells the story of Michael Smith, a human who comes to Earth in early adulthood after being born on Mars and raised by Martians and explores his interactions with, the, with an eventual transformation of Terrian culture. Uh, mm. The title is an allusion to a phrase in Exodus 2.22. So even this book, the title is a is a reference to the Bible. According right. to Heinlein, the novel's work working title was The Heretic. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Congress in 2012, U.S. Library of Congress, sorry, named it one of 88 books that shaped America from. Wow. And I have never read this book at all. I feel like I've heard of it before. Uh, I hmm. just never... Yeah, I don't think I've re ever read it either. So, let's go to their homepage, The Church of All Worlds. It's caw.org. Uh, caw.org. Yeah, C-A-W. Yeah, yeah, .org. And, um, yeah, it's the first homepage that doesn't look like it's made in the 90s. It's uh, totally look like it's made in the 90s. Like every other search page we've been to. Uh, it's not too much better, to be honest, though. Uh, no. <laughs> maybe the early 2000s. No. But I, I love the counter here, because... They have had eight visitors from Norway. I'm going to guess that seven of them is me. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that counter. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. A lot of people from the U.S. <laughs> go in there. O over a thousand people have been uh, been to this website. What does this uh, actually count, though? Like, how many in, in to just happened today or over the last week? I think, 
I, I don't know. If you click it, you Maybe. can actually go into it, and it gives the details. Overview, detail. Oh, oh today? Let's see who, who's been there oh. today. So 17 people, including me in the United States today. Uh, in Norway, mm -hmm. it just has you, Fro, today. Uh, Yay. But me. somebody from Venezuela was there, <laughs> Zimbabwe, Malaysia, Denmark, and mm -hmm. Canada. Uh, yeah, so maybe I go to details. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, this is pretty detailed as far as who's visiting their website and everything. If you want to go check out their flag counter on their website, like we said, caw.org. Mm. Um, yeah. I think the best place to go is about is the first place I, I went. I, 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 I think maybe that, or uh, maybe we should talk about their homepage uh, being, uh, uh, there's a short documentary there. Should we talk about the documentary first, maybe? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's a 22 uh, short documentary. Uh, did you watch this? Yes. Yeah, what did you think about it? Did you learn anything about the religion? Not really. I mean, slightly, I learned no. about this one guy. <laughs> no. Right? Yes. It was more we learned yes. about the one guy and not so much about the rest of the religion. Um, right. And they, there's a video below uh, below that, which is also kind yes. of about the guy, but it seems like it's more just the footage of the actual guy, video of the actual guy in, in a YouTube form, format. Um, right. I mean, the documentary itself was... At, it was well shot. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised how was, well shot it was. It uh, it was totally a good shot. It was extremely uh, self serving. Uh, they never asked him any questions about his belief or anything. It's clearly made by some members of this church. <laughs> it's very like. I, I saw this documentary about uh, L. Ron Hubbard made by Scientology. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, it kind of uh, did, actually, now that you mention it. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mission of the Church of All Worlds is to involve a network of information, mythology, and experience that provides the context and stimulus for reawakening Gaia and reunuting uh, re her children through tribal co community dedicated to responsible uh, stewardship and the evolution of consciousness. So the evolution of consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that sounds. I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen anything about it in here, but evolution of consciousness sounds like moving into like AI. To me, when I yeah. think evolution of consciousness, at least in 2019, 2020, I think AI. I don't know. Maybe they weren't talking about it because this was obviously, you know, invented in the 60s. Uh, right. Maybe they weren't talking about it in the same sense that we're talking about it uh, or thinking about it, I should say. Uh, it says it's one of. Uh, mm -hmm. It says here that the, it is the first pagan church founded in the United States, bro, ever. Mm -hmm. It was incorporated yeah. in 1968 by Tim Zell and recognized by the IRS in 1970 as a, as a church. Uh, Oberon 
read Stranger in Strange Land by, by Robert Heinlein and was so inspired by the vision of a nest, uh, a close-knit group of people seeking to seeking a deep knowing of each other, that he brought his vision alive with uh, the Church of All Worlds. He continued his vision by forming a community by founding Green Egg Magazine, okay, <laughs> mythic images, and the Mythic I Images uh, Statuary Company. So these are two other companies, uh, I guess. So what's... Yeah. What is Green Egg Magazine? It's a pagan magazine uh, that in uh, that looks like they uh, got under new management in 2015 and really didn't have anything to do with uh, with uh, the organization from 2015. Right. It it got taken over by somebody. It says new editor and publisher Hollis Taylor uh, is a longtime pagan activist, blogger, and leader of Scouting for All Paths. Including spiral scouts over, so uh, Green Egg will yeah, not be published. Like... Will not be publishing printed issues right. as it has in the past. But with a large team of volunteer writers, will be contributing and carrying on the legacy of the Green Egg. Right. So, right. That was one of the ways before the internet, though, that these people were spreading the word of the Church of All Worlds was through right. uh, this kind of magazine thing. And uh, mythic, uh, mythic. Images is just a collection of of uh, mythic, mythic images, more right. or less. Exactly. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, we went to the about page. Uh, it, it is. If you on click about, we, we are the the about thing is not super interesting. Mostly stuff no. we already covered. But it, click about and it'll bring down a drop down menu for. Yep. yep. And then go to the once and future church. Yes, that's okay. exactly where I wanted to go. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, the third edition of Church of All Worlds Membership Handbook, uh, there is an article entitled, Just Where is the Church of All Worlds At? Which uh, mm -hmm. begins, The Church of All Worlds offers religious position uniquely suited to educate, enlighten, inquiring uh, modern minds in harmony with the principles and conclusions of science uh, receptive to the values and wisdom of the ancients and the great religions of humanity, sensitive to the deep psychology, psychological and spiritual needs of all people, we aspire to be a kind of free-growing and, uh, and unifying religion that today, today's and tomorrow's world so urgently needs. Uh, the Ka is neo-pagan, a modern... Um, Modern Earth religion, an orientation chosen because of its traditional associations with life and the process of nature, which we consider an appropriate religious orientation for the emergent Aquarian age. Okay, so they now they believe in like uh, uh, astro astrology and stuff now. Also, I guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, as mm -hmm. Western civilization has been to to a great degree the product of the past two thousand years of uh, of Christianity, so do we envision a new whole earth culture of transformative religious ecology to become the product of the next epoch of, of the Aquarian Age. Uh, in common with many other neo-pagan religions, Ka presents a life-affirming religious philosophy for the joyous unification of Eros, 
ethos, ecos of cult culture and cultivation. Ooh. We are the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Aquarius. I like the very bottom part. Cop presents a life-affirming religious philosophy for the joyous unification of Eros, Ethos, and Ecos. Mm-hmm. That's just gobbledygook <laughs> nonsense talk, is what that is. But but that's one of the things that have surprised me the most about this, is how incredibly insane this church is. I thought it was going to be... Like they say, they, they even say it here, that uh, it is based on 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 uh, uh, on on conclusions of science in harmony with the principles and conclusions of science. They say they have a religion that is in harmony with the principles and conclusions of science. What alter shit of bullshit! Well, it says here... That is so bullshit. In relation to that, uh, we don't accept either what we're given to understand from our past or what is imagined of the future without critical examination. We put everything to the test, even our own beliefs and convictions, they say. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the science they're talking about. Uh, we worship neither that's, the god of science yeah. nor the god of religion <laughs> without question. But rather, we give what? all of what we feel is the proper is proper their due. We accept the value of scientific inquiry and of the matters of the spirit. Right. We honor and hold sacred body, mind, and spirit and subject things to the analysis of our minds and the feeling of our heart and meditate and pray to seek the guidance of, oh, here it comes, bro, the divine mm-hmm. spirit which mm-hmm. we see as being both within and without, and as running through all things, we say all that grocks is God. We toss mm-hmm. the concept of sacred versus profane and consider all of nature sacred. So they believe in God, but they are saying, no, 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 no. We don't believe in God, I promise. <laughs> you know, we've heard this word grocks before. I I think yeah, it was from that Marianne Williamson religion, whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, that we did uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. They also yeah. were talking about grocks, which grocks is mm. an understanding intuitively or by empathy. Right. Understanding uh, the... something intuitively, right? So understanding mm-hmm. something, all all understanding. If you know something intuitively. They're saying all all that grox is God, meaning if you understand something intuitively, that's God inside of you, meaning the divine spirit. So if you just uh, remember to breathe, that's just God telling you to breathe from. Right. But we finally, uh, again, found a religion that's totally not the religion that doesn't believe in anything, but totally believes in God, that has a shock. We finally have found a religion with a shop, and they have a lot. So go to their homepage. Uh, up there you see home, and you see a little scroll saying shop, and we click on shop, Luke. And, right, and uh, take yeah. it to their Zazzle account. 
Sassel. Sassel is an, is is uh, uh, worldwide. Uh, I think maybe we should look into one of their T-shirts. Uh, I mean, they are just twenty-five uh, euros and twenty-five uh, cents, whatever that is. Uh, it's a it's a, sh- a round circle with a green uh, marijuana leaf uh, with. Uh, the Star of David. This has nothing to do with a religion look. I don't think that's the Star of David. That's a pentagram. Is it a pentagram? Star of David has a point, uh, one point at the bottom. Oh, yeah. And four oh, yeah. on the side, one on top, four on that's the sides. Right. Uh, so uh, it's a pot leaf. Know. It's a pot leaf inside of a pentagram. And that's kind of mm-hmm. a, uh, that's the symbol for green leaf. And you can actually mm-hmm. get a green leaf pentagram skateboard bro if you want to get yeah. a skateboard <laughs> yeah only 65 uh, euros 66 euros uh, but you can go 15 uh, percent off with the uh, code two day street so if you want to get that uh, what else do they have they have some uh, buttons stickers and magnets of their logo so their logo we should Talk a little about that. It looks like a. I I said it was an angel with wings, and then Luke uh, said something to me. What did you say it looked like? And I suddenly saw it. It's the maze from uh, Westworld. Yes, it's the maze from Westworld. But you also said it is a woman with breasts and 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 forms. Hello. It's clearly a woman. Yes. Oh, you broke up. Go, keep going. It's clearly a woman with breasts and forms. Also. Right. Totally. Uh, I mean, actually, if you go back and actually look at the actual Westworld maze, it's way less intricate and interesting than this is. But yeah, uh, I think theirs is maybe supposed to represent an angel, so a like a female angel. Uh, so it, right. I think both of us could be right in that sense, where I see a woman and you see, uh, what did you say you saw? An angel, yeah. Right. So it's just a female angel, and this female angel just happens to have voluptuous hips and breasts. That's all. Right. Yeah. So finally, but uh, yeah, they have a lot of uh, uh, products, including uh, mugs and... You can even buy a uh, various stupid drinking thing with a straw. I'm sure that straw is laced with something. Uh, but uh, I I want to go back to uh, their homepage because there's something that I found <laughs> extremely interesting when I was looking at this. Because I told you this uh, when we were going to look at this that I thought this was maybe a little Harry Potter-ish. And why did I say this was a little Harry Potter-ish? Well, that's because I went a little down, because there's something called Grey School of Wizardry. Right. And I mean, the documentary is called The Wizard of Oz, right? Right. So we click the Grey and uh, School of Wizardry, mm-hmm. and that goes to greyschool.org, 
And can you explain to me what we see in the background? Isn't that the Harry fucking Potter? <laughs> that in the background there? definitely looks like what I remember seeing the <laughs> Harry Potter school look like. Yes. Uh, they definitely just stole that image. I'm pretty sure this is not legal, but sure. Uh, it says, the f Welcome to the Grey School of Wizardry, the first mystery school of, of wizards like Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, and and gave us classic education. At Grey School, you earn a magical... Ma ma you, you, I think Fro's dying. Uh, mystery school of wizards like Pluto and the Socrates and our, our, our article uh, killed me. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. The yes. gray school, you can earn a magical spelled with a C and a K. Uh, <laughs> yes. Classic, et uh, classical education. A magical classical education from one, one of our secular schools of wizardry. Learn in the comfort of your own home or wherever you have internet. Uh, Grey School of Wizardry is available to you online, right where you are now. In fact, you're just a few clicks away from your first class at the Grey School. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm going to read more. And I go in yes. here, and they show us a picture of the school, and I think they made it in Minecraft. Minecraft, uh, yes! <laughs> did they make a picture in Minecraft and post it on their yes. website? It looks totally like it's not in Minecraft. Or Mist. Do you remember? Oh, Mist. Yeah, it's not even yeah. as good as Minecraft. Well, maybe Minecraft, like, yeah. first gen. Uh, yeah, but it does look like Mist Urban. more than Minecraft. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's definitely 3D it render and everything. Uh... Yeah. And our school is, uh, uh, our campus is all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. We are non-religious and non-profit too. There are clubs, collaboration, conclaves, awards and honors. Special events and social opportunities are available to students uh, through the year. You are invited to become a part of a legacy, our magical community. And one of the wizards of Grey School. So. You can become a student. Should we try to become a student, maybe? You no. think this is a joke, but if you go to About Gray School of Wizardry, it says Gray School of Wizardry is a 501c educational organization incorporated by the state of California in March 14th, 2004. This is real. This is a accredited <laughs> school. Do you want to know how much this costs? Sure. Uh, click Become a Student, look, okay? Okay. Uh, you have uh, traditions for youth uh, between 11 and 17. If you're for second level, it's $3. Uh, third level, $6. Fourth level, 9 Then 12 15 And $18 if you're level 7, whatever. No, those are... Okay, you're, you didn't read the beginning part. So those are the level up charges. So it says here... Uh, payments via P PayPal, uh, $100 yearly subscription or $10 monthly subscription. Oh, so Jesus, if you did it monthly, if you did it monthly, it'd be $120 a year. But if you do it oh for a hundred dollars a year, uh, you get two months free, obviously. 
And then when you level up in the course, to level up, you have to pay $3 to get to level 2. You have to pay $6 right. to get to le le level 3 and so on. And then it says here, initial er en enrollments, yeah. uh, $200 uh, uh, for adults, right? $200 for adults Ooh. per year um, or $20 monthly subscription if you're an adult. And mm -hmm. then the level up charges are still there, but they're higher for the adult and you also have a magister program. Whatever that is, right. <laughs> Whatever that is. And that you have to pay $300 a year. <sighs> All right. We've been going on okay. about this for a while. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, wrap uh, this up a little bit. What are your final thoughts on the Church of All Worlds from? This is one of the most crazy religions I've ever seen and I didn't think it was going to be this fucking funny but this has been one of the best weeks of of my life when uh, I did a deep dive into this and I, the more I looked into it the more funny it became but this it, is a crazy crazy little religion it's the side shoots that are weird like the school and the yeah. ma the magazine with all the weed the weed leaf skateboard and everything yeah yeah I wouldn't say Okay, when we do Crazy Scale, there's something we take into account, but this one I really have to take into account because I don't see this thing as violent. I don't see this thing as mm -hmm. maybe as manipulative no. as some other religions no, no. are manipulative. Mani Scientology, for, yeah, for example, Scientology. Right, or even the Marianne Williamson religion. Uh, right. That one is a little more manipulative in, in whatever right. sense. This one is still kind of the secret-esque, but... It also, I don't. It's not as bad. It's still bad, obviously, but not as bad. So right. overall, I think I'm only going to give this thing like a f a four and a half, four point five. I I was going to give it a three point five, actually. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. I think. It, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty low because it's. It's also. I mean, it's it's one of the first first pagan churches, but it doesn't look like they have a lot of members. Right, it's hard to tell exactly, but yeah, it, it, they claim to not have very many members, but it seems like they started out as a small group, and they want to keep... It seems like their religion is based originally around it being a, a close-knit group of people. So that would explain right. why they don't want to have all that many people involved, but... Uh, yeah, the side shoots are the weirdest part of this whole religion, and, um, those are the funniest parts, too. If we had a funny, uh, comedy scale for, this would probably be an eight and a half, but we, oh, not a comedy scale, we do a crazy scale, so. Movie round, uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, doesn't like Marvel, but does he like Marvel, but no, he doesn't. He, he goes back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. Uh, I I wouldn't say he went back and forward. I, I would say he he uh, said it once and then said it and, and got backlash and kind of was like, all right, it's not that big big of a deal. And then just this week he said it again and got more backlash and then had to come out <laughs> again and say, it's really not that big of a deal. I have my own opinions. You have your own opinions. But we'll, let's get into it. Uh. A month ago, Martin Scorsese shocked the world by declaring he wasn't especially interested in Marvel movies. 
Does that sound like anybody you know, Fro? Uh, mm-hmm. He's got my heart. It does. Everybody's calling him a bo- boomer for this, but he's I, I, I'm apparently also a boomer, even though I'm a millennial. Because uh, I don't like Marvel movies, because I think they're, for the exact same reasons he doesn't like them. But, uh, right, uh, declaring he wasn't especially interested in Marvel movies, saying they were more like theme park rides than proper cinema, uh, based mm. on the sheer volume of black backlash, though, you would have thought would have thought his totally a fine opinion, which actually has no impact on anyone's life whatsoever, had someone had somehow killed the beloved childhood dog of literally everybody on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it all seemed to mercifully die down over the last month until tonight, for some inexplicable reason, he's decided to resurrect this uh, controversy in the New York, in a New York Times op-ed, uh, with an essay featuring the catchy title, I said Marvel movies aren't cinema, now let me ex- or let me explain. And explain he does. The crux of the piece is that Scorsese wants to cl- clarify that he doesn't hate Marvel movies, and he doesn't intend to insult them or people who don't, or people who like them. He just doesn't like them because he doesn't think they live up to the high standards of the art form that he loves so much. Mm. Do you want me to say something very controversial as a Marvel uh, supporter? Mm-hmm. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. It is uh, for me. It is uh, uh, a criticism that I kind of agree with. I, I think it is a thrill ride, and uh, it is an amusement park right. kind of thing. But I don't mind that. I mean, when the I, first I, I, ter- uh, Transformers movies came out with uh, even Stevens, what's his name, Shia LaBeouf, the Shia LaBeouf Transformer movies, right. and people really right. liked them, but nobody was gonna get mad if you said Transformers wasn't it was just big flashy nonsense and not proper cinema. If you said that about right. Transformers, right? Would you agree with that? Right. But yeah, you say it about right. Marvel movies, which I would say right. are equivalent in quality to Transformers films as far as mm-hmm. it just being a loud, flashy action movie, uh, right? people get really upset about it. I think it's more of the day and age. Like, back then, if if you, if you a tr- Transformers movie came out now, maybe it would be the same. But what he says here is, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel movies, as it seems, don't meet the level of art because there's no risk to them. There's no revelation, right. mystery, or genuine emotional danger because they are meticulously designed to meet a specific set of demands. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, franchise films are now a primary choice you want to see on the big screen, but he doesn't think of it as a matter of supply and demand. Uh, he thinks it's a chicken and egg issue, which he says, people only want to see Marvel movies because that's all there is, but that's all there is because that's all that people want to see. Right. Right. I I I, I uh, that part I don't uh, agree with. I I think there's uh, I think there's risk in 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 Marvel movies, especially if you uh, look at the two last Marvel movies, uh, Avengers Endgame and and uh, what, what, and uh, what was the risk and the other one exactly. Uh, no, I mean emotionally. Like he, he's he's talking about there's no emotional connection to things and, and sure, things like there that. might have been an emotional connection, but I don't think there's a, mo- a genuine emotional danger was the thing he he used. So yes, people got emotional about about it, 
but did it, they get emotional to the point where it could be like a uh, change the way you see things because you got so emotional about it? Probably not. But I don't know. I haven't seen it, so there you go. Mm. I I I think I think silly movies uh, like Marvel movies can have the tendency to change uh, your view on things. Uh, a perfect example for that is Lucy. Like I bring that movie up a lot when when people say that uh, action movies doesn't have anything other than the action. Is uh, that a Marvel movie? No, no, okay, no, so, but it's, right. it, it, it's, it's more talking about... Uh, 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 I think the problem what, what here think... is also the oversaturation of it is what he's talking about. When he's talking about supply right. and demand and chicken and the egg, I complain all the time about the oversaturation of superhero, not only movies, but TV shows. It's oh, right. it, they, oh and you've agreed with me. It's oversaturated, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. And I think that's what yeah. he's saying. That it's a matter of supply and demand. When there's so much of it, it's a chicken and the egg issue. Where uh, people, the people who are making it, are going, we're making it because it's popular, and the people are watching mm-hmm. it because uh, it's there's so much of it that they can't avoid watching it. And then the people who are making it go, look how popular it is. But the people who are watching it can't avoid watching it. So it's like he said, a chicken and the egg kind of situation. Of course, it's popular if it's the only thing. <laughs> It's a little like my dad is complaining about there only being zombie stuff uh, right now. And I totally agree. There's too much zombie show, uh, shows and TV shows and movies going on as and well. And late night, late night TV shows uh, are so, the, or that format is so oversaturated. I mean, right. there are even these late night shows totally. like the Baldwin one on Netflix and things like that. That it's just like right. so unnecessary. It's oversaturated and it's right. ruined what I thought when I was a kid was a, a great th- when I would uh, turn my lights off and turn the contrast down on my TV. So my parents didn't see the light coming out of my bedroom. Uh, so I could watch Letterman because back then late night Letterman was actually funny. Now I hate those kind yeah. of late night shows. So, right. Totally. Hey, we watched a movie together this week. Uh, that we did. And when I, and when I mean we watched it together, we actually met uh, online and watched Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, that it took us approximately half the movie to find out was a, a real story when we thought it maybe wasn't. It was kind of funny. But uh, let's talk a little about it. What I realized afterwards is that uh, we should have, well, they should have informed us at the beginning at some point that hey this is the story of this person this is what's going on we never got like a actual uh build up to it so unless you knew that that's what you were getting into which i didn't watch a commercial for it did you nope nope uh so i i I went totally greedy into this right exactly i knew there was a I, w- I knew there was a Eddie Murphy movie, and I wanted to see it. <laughs> uh, I, I knew about Dolomite, like... I, I didn't even know that. Right, Fro didn't know that. <laughs> I had seen that when I was a kid, so I assumed that this was either a sequel or a remake, which I, remake? I originally yeah. thought it was a remake, and then we're watching it, and I go... And Fro goes, is it a sequel? And I go, I guess it's possible it's a sequel. Maybe it's him grown up or whatever. And then halfway through, we realize, wait, this isn't even either of those things. It's... 
the behind the scenes of the making of the original, but in like a docu form uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we looked up the scores and we're like, wow, this has amazing scores, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I mean, by the end of it, I thought I got where they were coming from and I understand why it got the scores as it, that it did. But to me, uh, I thought it was maybe a 6.57 movie, not a 95 movie. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I said 6.5 when we mean. We we were talking about it at the end, what we thought, and I, it's totally six point five maybe. Uh, it's it's it, totally okay. Uh, I I had more fun watching Dolomite afterwards than I had watching this movie, but that's saying something else because I watched the original Dolomite r- approximately five minutes after I hang up with you. I watched the original Dolomite. Okay. Uh, Fuck, that was a funny movie. <laughs> right, it's totally but goofy it, and just silly. Yeah. And but it's also, so bad. but it's also kind of it kind of has a weird silly story to it, like action story. But it's also mm-hmm. what I always thought because I watched it when I was in like high school and to, to make fun of it. It was kind of like the room before the room. It was one of those kind of movies right. where you'd watch it to make fun of it, and um. I always thought it was taking itself seriously to a degree when I watched it back then, and then I watched this movie, and it even says that this guy thought thought of himself, uh, thought of it as a comedy. So I always kind of I was getting it wrong when I was younger, but I think uh, when I was really young, I thought Buckaroo Banzai was a, a serious action film as well, and that's clearly not. So, but they tried something that I didn't like, and we discussed during the movie that. Try to retcon history because they told us in this movie that is clearly about black. Uh, what do you call it? Black exploitation. Black exploitation. Black. Black exploitation uh, films. Yes, they use that word and say in "Dolmite is my name" that they knew that they were making that, and they also wanted to make that kind of movie and we googled it and we found that 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 is a total bullshit thing that they made for this movie because that was the saying that came out in 1996 it was a term invented in 1996 right. and this movie was based whatever uh, in the 70s and people are using that word in the 70s in a movie that's supposed to be you know, a biopic kind of thing. And they're using a right. word that wasn't invented until the 90s, right? <laughs> yeah, so we didn't like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very strange to see so many funny people in a not-so-funny movie. It had comedic parts, but, like, it for how many uh, really good comedic actors were in it, it wasn't, like, a standout right. comedy. It was it was a biopic. It was a movie about a guy's life. Right. It had ups and downs. It was very similar to, uh, what, Hustle and Flow and uh, right. the Mariah Carey movie, uh, Glitter. Right. Is yes. that what it is? Yeah. Yes, yes. Not as bad as Glitter, though. No. <laughs> no, but the storyline, the essential basis of the storyline of a person is trying to get famous, they uh, work really hard at it, and then their manager or their partner screws them over, it's a big setback, but then in the end they 
they end up being a being a success anyways. It's the same story right. we've seen a hundred times. It's just done with this about this movie. So yeah. All right. What other movie did you see this week? I saw an amazing film uh, called Christmas Break In Fro on uh, uh, Netflix. I would recommend this to you for possibly you know. Uh, the worst movies of the year list. Uh, I I gave this a a two because I think it, it's it's in still on the two. It's not like as bad as you know below a two, which uh, to us is is the real offenders. Anything below a two. Uh, this thing initially I guess came out in France on TV, and then in, in the American release was in January of this year, uh, and then Netflix just put it on. For the Christmas season, this is about uh, oh uh, right, it's got Danny Glover in it. I should mention uh, and Denise Richards uh, as well. It's got a few act like name actors and uh, in it, uh, but it's about this little girl who gets trapped in a school during a snowstorm, and then some bank robbers uh, are running away, and they get caught in the snowstorm and end up hiding out in the school. And then it turns into Home Alone, where the little girl is taking out the bank robbers in the school. It's pretty stupid. Mm. I'm I'm very sad to report it's not on Norwegian Netflix. So. Right, it, it just came out uh, on the Netflix here this week. Uh, yeah, Aww. it's not it's not great. I wouldn't recommend it. So don't don't feel like you're missing anything. <laughs> Well, I can not <laughs> recommend another Netflix movie for you then. It's called The King. Uh, it's medieval stuff. Uh, it's uh, Game of Thrones. Hey, it's almost like we talked about this before. Uh, it's shit. It's extremely, extremely, extremely boring. And I... It, it's about this uh, Prince Hal that uh, suddenly has to become uh, the king of England, and it, it's just extremely bad. It's, it, it is incredibly bad. It, it, it has Sean Harris in it, uh, Joel Egerton, it's me, Robert Patterson, uh, you know, uh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, Twilight. Uh, Twilight. There you go. Yes, I saw the commercial for this, and you know what it reminded me of the commercial. At least I haven't seen it. I've seen the movie. Mm. But do you remember a movie mm. called A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger from like yes. early two thousands? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which was an awful totally film, that. by the way. Yep, yep. It's so, totally that movie. It's that movie. Okay, I, I was like, gosh, this movie, yep. lo and the guy looks very similar to Heath Ledger back then, even like uh, his hair and yep. everything. Yeah. Open. What else? Uh, I saw Missing Link, which is a claymation film, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Is it well, claymation or is it animation? No. It, it's animation, but it uh, looks but, like uh, claymation. It looks like claymation, definitely. But uh, yeah, oh, you no, have a it's, special. This, it's done by Leica, so well, I mean, Leica yeah. are the same people that do a lot of claymation stuff. So I'm assuming it is claymation. Yeah. Uh, right. Their last movie. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. They went back bankrupt after this movie. Well, it takes so much to make these kind of movies. I mean, some 
what was the one with the girl with the button eye? I was not a hundred. Uh, Caroline. Uh, Caroline, yeah. I, I was like not a huge one. fan of that one, to be honest. The rest of them, I really. Yeah, liked. I like. I uh, yeah. most people really liked it. It's kind of just weird and off-putting to me, and kind of felt like it was stealing a little bit from Tim Burton, uh, slightly. So that you was... know why 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 it feels like it's stealing from Tim Burton? Why? It's the same director that made uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, really? That that explains it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, but this movie has like uh, voices from yes. uh, Hugh, anyway. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Emma mm-hmm. Thompson, uh, Stephen Fry, uh, a lot of name actors that you would know, uh, except, you know, it's just their voices. It's about uh, a, an, a British explorer adventurer who's trying to get his mm-hmm. other adventurer friends to accept him. And st- he's searching for uh, the missing link, or the uh, what do you call it, uh, Sasquatch? The Yeti, yeah, the Yeti, Sasquatch, yeah. Uh, Yeti is the thing they find at the end of the movie, I believe, actually. So, right. te- if you technically, but it's you know, it's based in the Pacific Northwest where I'm at, kind of at certain mm-hmm. point, and they he actually ends up finding the missing link. And as a kids' movie goes, I'll give it an eight. Because I think this was an amazing movie for kids. I would show this, you know, as far as a kids' movie goes, I think it's great. Eight. Mm. I was not a fan of this movie, to be honest. I did uh, not like it. What didn't you like about it? I, I found it a little boring, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the last movie I've seen, and we will talk about very soon, because... It is, uh, and please ask me why I watched this movie, Terminator Dark Fate. Talk. Okay. Talk fast. Okay. Oh, Linda Hamilton. Oh. Okay. <sighs> that was like the... Old badass chick versus the new badass chick August scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. supposed to be Judgment Day. Sarah Connor. But I changed the future. Saved three billion lives. Enough of a resume for you. No. Okay. You may have changed the future, but you didn't change our fate. pretty classic okay we got this new new guy never seen one like you before almost human i am human just enhanced <clears throat> isn't that what the original terminator was was part human part mm-hmm. robot what the fuck is this talking about <laughs> talking about the original terminator Terminator. Arnold. Arnold. It's the director of Deadpool. Like, Jesus. Yeah, you know, it never really means anything, because producers get their whole, a hold of... I mean, Suicide Squad is the perfect example of how shit can oh, just go so wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
fantastic money. How is he alive? Oh, I guess it, right. Time travel. That's a good. I forgot. Yeah. Well, also this is the sequel to the second movie because every other movie they totally skip over. Terminator: Dark Fate. I'll be back. Oh, she will. So look. What is this? Um, oh, I almost have to throw up. Oscar-nominated movie all about. In Mexico City, a newly modified liquid Terminator, the Rev-9 model, arrives uh, from the future to kill a young factory worker named Danny Ramos. Also sent back in time is Grace, a hybrid cyborg human who must protect Ramos from a seemingly indestructible robotic assassin. But the two women soon find some much-needed help from a pair of unexpected allies, seasoned warrior Sarah Connor and the T-800 Terminator. Cool. Uh, want to do some reviews? Right. Oh, well, uh, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6 out of 6 on... Oh, 6.6 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 54% on Metacritic... <laughs> How the fuck did that get so like hey, the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb score? And eighty-two. How the fuck? And 82% of Google users also liked it, bro. Wow. Let's look. I, I think I, I think 82% of Google's users had used Matt when they watched it. Then. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 84% as well. I've heard bad things about oh, this, but the scores are not showing that. Oh, maybe they're paying uh, to people off. That's my. But the audience <laughs> score—it's the audience score—is still. Yeah, they're, pay, they're paying the audience score. I, I will tell you. I will tell you what I. I because I was on a free screening of this movie, mm -hmm. and and, and uh, uh, it was a pre-screening. Mm -hmm. I got some through this film magazine that I uh, uh, have and. Uh, the you know I've been on like pre premieres uh, before, and it's been like it's been full. I think this was the next to biggest uh, screen in in Billahammer, and I think maybe it was half full, and it was a free screening <laughs> for people that wanted tickets to this. <laughs> huh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what that says, to be honest, because it, it's not like the reviews were out or anything, so I guess it just says that uh, people weren't interested in Terminator. Is that what that says? I think so. Okay. Uh, I went to the Facebook uh, to see what people were thinking about this. Uh, Virginia ba Baptiste says, Everything you expect in a Terminator movie, and then some. Action, check. Special effects, check. Lame jokes, check. If you like the best <laughs> of the Terminator flicks, uh, this might have outdone them. Ha might have outdone them all. It's it's excellent. Uh, excellence of its kind. Uh, gave it four stars because, well, they could have given Linda Hamilton a bigger part, 
uh, of the storyline. At at times, her being in the movie seemed force forced. However, she was the oh, yeah. biggest motivator in my excitement for its release. Uh, not mm. disappointed one bit though. Uh, action packed. Um, William Schuler says, uh, "I don't know. I just think they dissolved the entire first three movies and just made it and just made them all mute." Uh, didn't really care much for the characters at all. I tried to like it, uh, but my wife and I uh, left feeling robbed. Uh, Blake Boji says, This movie sucked so hard. The act acting and story were terrible. I was in the theater with, with my hand over my face, cringing. Uh, <laughs> John Wright says, I wanted a direct sequel that continued John and Sarah's story, not another reboot. I have no problem with actors and actresses in the movie. It's the storyline, uh, an alien three like opening that killed it for me without, uh, Hicks and Newt. I lost interest in the alien franchise and it's sad that this happens again. Yeah. I mean, I was not interested in watching this at all. Uh, if it wasn't a free screening that I got free tickets to, I would probably not have gone seen it. It was a pre-premiere, and I was thinking it was cool. We got the like we got a little like even a little like goodie bag with some Terminator effects in it and things like that. And uh, when I was done with the movie, I just threw that in the trash. To be honest, because. <laughs> This was so bad. I I I I I I can't. I, I can't. Uh, you talk about like mindless action. I I I don't. I don't mind a mindless action movie. I I have fun at mindless action. Like I I love Die Hard movies and and yeah, like like we talked about Marvel movies and things like that. I don't mind mindless action. But there has to be some um, some point of at least people wanting to be there, <laughs> and it felt like the script didn't want to be there. It feel felt like the uh, the actors didn't want to be there. It felt the music didn't want to be there. It felt like the filmography didn't want to be there. And when everything came down to it, do you know what? I didn't want to be there. And that's 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 what's that's that's what's hurt, hurt me the most. Yes, there is cool action scenes in it, but if I want to see uh, just action scenes, I I don't go to the to the movies. I watch like uh, uh, car crashes uh, uh, on YouTube. If I, I if I want to see like action 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 all the, all the time. With no plotline and storyline that I'm interested in at fucking all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie they've got a new bad, bad boy movie coming out, so you can have... <laughs> that'll be that movie pretty soon, so don't worry right. about it. Right. So this gets a fat, big zero from me. Morris Bailey says... Terminator Dark Fate, my favorite Terminator in years, maybe since T2, the action series. Uh, women is the biggest thing haters cry about uh, and no John Connor. Alternative timeline, it says. Day after, so get over it, she says. Mm -hmm. 
John Connor is dead. John Connor is dead. All right, another movie coming out, uh, or that came out. Wow, this does not have great scores. Arctic Dogs. Uh, so yeah. The Fox discovers a devious plan by Otto von Wal- <laughs> by Otto von Walrus <laughs> to drill beneath the Arctic surface <laughs> to unleash enough gas to melt the ice. With help from his friends, mm-hmm. an introverted polar bear, a scattered-brained albatross, and a crafty fox, and two paranoid others... Okay. Uh, Swiftly and the gang sprang into action to foil Otto's plot. Uh, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, 50% of Google users liked it, Um, and the animation from the poster just looks god-awful. Uh, also coming out, Motherless Brooklyn. Uh, it has 7.3 uh, 7. on IMDb, 60% on Metacritic, 61% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 80% of Google users liked it. Lionel Esrog is a, li- a lonely private detective who doesn't let Tourette syndrome stand in the way from his uh, job. Gifted with a few clues and an observative mind, Lionel sets out to solve the murder of Frank Minna, his mentor and only friend, scouring the jazz clubs and slums of Brooklyn and Harlem. Esrog soon uncovers a web of secrets while uh, contending while thugs, corruption, and the most dangerous man in the city. It is directed by Edward Norton. Uh, it has Edward Norton in it, uh, with Bruce Willis and Leslie Mann, and William Defoe. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be good. Um, another movie that came out, Harriet, uh, from her escape from slavery through the dangerous mission she led to liberate hundreds of slaves through the Underground Railroad, the story of Harriet Tubman is told. Uh, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 66% on Metacritic, 82% of Google users liked it, uh, directed by Cassie Lemons, I want to say that name is, sure, Sure. uh, with starring Synthony Erivo, uh, Joe Alloway, wow, these names are not easy, are they, uh, Clark, uh, Janelle Monet. Uh, Leslie Od- Odom Jr., that one I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pretty good scores, though. Yeah. So, let's go to the movie bit. You have four fucking movies. <sighs> right. I didn't delete the last time. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn, uh, with an opening weekend of only $3.5 million. Okay. Not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arctic Dogs, I'm guessing, did less. Yep, $2.9 million, Arctic Dogs. Terminator mm-hmm. Dark Fate, I'm guessing, did the best out of all of them with a $29 million opening weekend. Uh, which, that's definitely not going to beat Frozen. Uh, and Harriet <laughs> did an opening weekend of $11.6 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I can all tell you already that I won, but we all already knew that. But uh, yeah, we will see what Doctor Sleep. I, I I'm 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 most worried about Doctor Sleep to be honest because yeah, Joker. So we will see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have any pluggy plugs? Uh, AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Uh, go there, get a free book and a free trial, and it helps us out. And you can keep the book if you cancel the trial at any time. Read a book, motherfucker. Read a book. Do you remember that song? I ask you that every time. <laughs> you ask me that all the time. Yes. Yes, it's a very good song. Uh, hey, are you interested in wrestling? There's a little pay-per-view coming up this weekend that I know that somebody is going to watch called Luke and somebody called Fro is going to watch it, definitely. Uh, it's AEW pay-per-view this week. And uh, me and Bill, we are going to talk all about that and all other things in wrestling on that wrestling show. We are also going to talk about the newest episode of South Park on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. So check out those podcasts. Uh, yes. Okay. So the main topic is not Apple Plus, but it is a Disney Plus with Bill. This is Disney. Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, uh, Bill has uh, pre-ordered it, so he's really going to be the fan. Uh, Luke is going to be the negative Nancy, and I'm going to be the one that's in the middle and doesn't really care. <laughs> that, that, that is what, what's going to happen next week. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of indifferent to... to be anti- <laughs> no, well, you are, you're a little anti-Disney. Come on. I'm Well, yeah, I'm just indifferent to this until I see it actually do something. Like, if tons of people sign up for it in the first few days, then I'll be like, okay, this is something to worry about. Right now, I'm a little indifferent in the sense that it could just totally flop, and uh, it's right. not going to be anything, so. We will talk about that, but we, we will... Uh, yeah, we will talk about streaming wars next week. Uh, we will have no TV review next week because oh, we don't have any TV. But uh, trust me, we will talk enough about Disney. So it it will be uh, talking about TV because uh, I'm going to guess that I have seen The Mandalorian to that at least one episode. Uh, Luke is so really looking forward to Mandalorian. That's uh, every time we we talk on the internet, it's like I can't wait to see the new Star Wars TV show on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, there's so right? much. Uh, there's so much on this new streaming service also that I want to see. Uh, there's so many shows <laughs> that are so look so mm-hmm. good to me. Oh wait, there's none. Oh, that's right. Okay. Luke can especially wait to High School Musical, the TV show. Right. And it's... No, I'm not joking. That's a TV show coming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we will have another digital review of Last Christmas. Uh, we will definitely do a Christmas soda thing, because I have 
did uh, some soda. Okay. But then we have we have also uh, news of the week. Uh, look, we always guess what's going to be three things that we think maybe we will talk about next week. And I will go first this time because I always ask you. I think the Norwegian Prime Minister, for some strange reason, have to leave her Prime Minister uh, uh, job in a scandal. I think uh, we will hear that Melania Trump is divorcing Trump. And I think we will hear that Pamela Anderson... Uh, Mary's Julian Assange. Okay, I think they'll find Ghislaine Maxwell hiding somewhere. They're going to find her. <laughs> uh, which would be pretty interesting. Uh, that, that would be interesting. <laughs> we're going to find out that uh, Apple Plus has uh, lost a ton of money in the first week. Uh mm. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> and then we're going to find out uh, that those people, those parents actually put those candy, uh, those razor blades in those candy bars. Yeah. <laughs> like every other year. <laughs> um, do you have anything in your term around? Anything you watched on... On uh, in the internet. Well, I just sent you that thing from Matt Orfello uh, about him being attacked yes. by the Washington Post. Matt Orfello posts a uh, ton of really good Bernie uh, videos on YouTube that are usually, you know, pretty concise. The last one he did was uh, pointing out the media bias against Bernie that's been happening, is calling him a sexist and all these other things. And uh, mm -hmm. he came out with a video just today. Uh, Going against that concept of him uh, being a bad guy, I guess, kind of. I mean, mm -hmm. the smears are real. When you watch this video, you go, wow, they like they really are just smearing anybody who's pro-Bernie, like Tulsi and everything else. Uh, Peter Pry actually planted to, to uh, 20 million trees in Minecraft. Did you see this? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was I didn't. Kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the. I guess I saw the video. I should say I didn't see the. Um, I didn't actually watch the part where he, he did. He actually take time to plant no. that many. Okay. No. Uh, another thing that's going to happen this weekend is the big fight, and I'm not talking about AW. Do you know what fight I'm talking about? Uh, no. KSI and Logan Paul. <laughs> Oh, is that happening? Okay. I, I saw some things for that, actually, so I yeah. should I should have known that. Uh, yeah. One thing I saw when we were watching uh, when we were watching the movie, the Dolomite movie, uh, we saw this article. Children were told to build a wall at White House Halloween party. Oh, yeah. Where these children were given these pieces of paper that look like bricks, and they all wrote their names on them, and they put them up on the wall that says build the wall in the White House. So these kids were... Uh, building the border wall like as uh, some kind of Halloween thing, and there's pictures of it and everything. It, wow, it look this is a bad look for sure. Yeah, it, it did not look good at all. 
Honest Trailer com- came out with a very, very funny Honest Trailer about the new Lion King that I really recommend. I really had fun with that. And everything wrong with The Shining is also very funny. I, I, I have never asked this. Do you like The Shining? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's long. <laughs> That's one, th- one negative yeah. against it. It's a, it's a little long, but it's good all the way through, so... Okay. It's because just it's think... it's long in the sense that like you don't want to just be watching it all the time. Like it's not oh. something. It's like you ha- you have to kind of commit to sitting down and watching The Shining. Right, because I'm I'm on the Stephen King side of it that I don't love. I I actually despise The Shining. I think it's Stanley Kubrick's worst movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm one of those. <laughs> Did you see this article about scientists? Uh demonstrating direct brain-to-brain communication in humans, merging human brain activity. Uh, No. Right, there's some scientists who actually demonstrated that it's possible. uh, Oh. That in a new study, technology replaces language as a means of communication by directly linking the activity of, of human brains Electrical activity from the brains of a pair of human subjects was transmitted to the brain of a third individual in the form of magnetic signals, which conveyed an instruction to perform a task in a particular manner. Right. Jeffrey right. Epstein didn't kill himself. That's how That's how the joke goes right there. Um, <laughs> and Internet Today, um, stop but... reading our run sheet and using all our shit the yeah. day before we do it, by the way. Yeah, Internet Today. <laughs> we like we like into that today though. They are yeah, we're just playing. Great. Yeah, great minds, uh, as they say. Yeah, things like. Uh, but uh, yeah, Death Stranding came out this week. Have you heard about this? No. What is it? Death Stranding, the new Kija Kujarja game, the man that made Metal Gear Solid. Oh, a new video game. Okay. No, I didn't hear about it. Yes. The Walking Simulator. Have you heard about The Walking Simulator? No. Uh, okay, so the whole premise of this uh, uh, game, and I, I, I watched a very funny Norwegian YouTuber that summarized it, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, so it's 70, pre- 70 hours of gameplay. And and uh, his co-host like asks, so how how many hours of it was boring? And he goes, thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what do you do in this uh, game? You walk. <laughs> but 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 what do you do? Uh, you deliver packages. Okay. And then what? Uh, then you stop. And you look for strange ghosts, and you try to not walk into them, and then you walk. But is it fun? No, but it's a game that's very anticipated. But is it fun? And he goes, well, if you like to be a postman, it is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so The Walking Simulator, Death Stranding, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that was it. What do you say? Yeah. It's looking if you like... want to watch... 
Well, I'm seeing something yeah. about oh. Democrats releasing new impeachment transcript, so we probably cover that next oh. week. If you want to watch the pay-per-view with us, contact me or look. Uh, if you want to contact me, you have to do it with Psychic Power. And if you want to do it, contact Luke, you can do it on Facebook or Twitter. But we're more than welcome to uh, join us watching the pay-per-view on Saturday. Uh, okay, I think that's everything. What do you say? I think that's it. Okay, my name is uh, Fro. What's your name? My name's Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.